0: episodes based on the quality of the film we have one of our finest guests one of the finest looking people looking for we the ocean's
1: find. finest hour
0: ah yeah. so julius do you want to introduce yourself and just say a little bit about your you
2: uh yeah sure um my name is julius jefferson and uh, i'm a chicago-based filmmaker video editor i do shit and i love pixar well I like Pixar. I used to love Pixar, but I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Definitely, definitely. Still love it. You Hell piece of yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> you come on my Pixar podcast. Tell me you don't love Pixar. <laughs>
0: what can I can I just ask you what if um you you're a lot of your your recent work can be on TikTok, right?
2: I do. Like I said earlier, I do video editing. I um, have a nice client that's fun to work with. It's the Onion. If you like satire, if you like humor, you may have heard of them. And uh, I do video editing for them. They have a lot of cool TikToks. And um, if you ever want to check out any of my work, you can check out the TikTok page. And it's either me or my coworker, Mason. Uh, We split up the duties of editing videos. But yeah.
0: yeah. What have you been up to?
2: i just been, like, catching up on TV a lot lately. Like, I've uh, been watching Community, finally. Like, it's a show I've been wanting to watch for a minute, but i just been kind of, like... It's, it's like, one of those shows that people are always saying, yo, you gotta watch it, or, like, they already assume you saw it, because, like, you give, it like, a vibe that you're into it already. But, uh, it's been cool watch for that. Like, Kim Jong is, like, one of the funniest fucking actors. I love that guy. Um... But I've been working Don't on, watch like... watch
1: Dr. Ken, I hear it's rough. <laughs>
2: Is <laughs> that uh, sitcom?
1: Yeah, it's ABC sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But
2: like uh what was it? But like I'm just in the middle of like working on a couple of short films. Like it's been about I think maybe a full year or even a half since like my last short film I released, um My N- White Jesus, which you can bleep out because none of your listeners can say the title. And, um, <laughs> sorry, Bing me. <mean. laughs> no, that's fine. That's probably I know, accurate. I know, I know, I know was a I funny know.
3: joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but no, but I'm working on a new short film called <laughs> God Help Us, which has like a couple voices you may recognize. And, uh, I got another short film that we start shooting in hopefully November. And, you know, just trying to get back into the motion of making my own shit, you know? Jalo Goddard passed, so you know, someone has to carry on the torch.
0: Yeah, he has to be reincarnated. Yeah, as a <laughs>
1: black dude from Southside Chicago.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, isn't the
1: queen now like, I don't know, she's like a YouTuber's baby. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know. I saw that on Twitter.
0: I don't know. Godard it was, was like, no, lying. it has to be me. <laughs> joey's like
2: intercepts the, the baby nah nah <laughs> <laughs> i just take the soul away <laughs> the baby is soulless because of me
1: i need a, i need not godard's powers more than her
0: danny do you have any news
1: what did i do this weekend i slept that was nice i like sleeping uh sleeping is tight i can agree uh I'm trying. What did I do this weekend? I'm going crazy now. You know, because I didn't. What?
2: That's not sorry. Uh, You know, instead of making a movie about how uh, the wishing star came along, they should make a movie about sleeping.
1: (laughs) You know, actually, (laughs) we could talk
2: about that because it it would be relevant to this podcast. (laughs) I mean, is
1: that?
2: (laughs) I didn't mean it. I just thought about it.
1: Well, no, that actually was my. I was like, what? What got me mad this weekend? Something got me mad. I'm like, oh yeah, it was a. it was everything Disney announced except for, like, <laughs> one Pixar movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and don't they, they announced more than one Pixar film? Isn't that Was you a Pixar
1: movie? No, that one's a Disney movie. Oh, okay, um, okay,
2: that makes more sense.
1: No, the the Pixar movies they announced was they went on more details on the one they already announced, which was Elemental. Uh, they announced the new one, which is Elio, which is the one I'm really hyped for because it's by the co-director of Coco. Uh, and they announced Inside Out Two, where Amy Poehler came on stage like, "Hey guys, it's me. I'm back. And let me tell you, in this new movie, Riley's gonna have a lot of new emotions because literally, like, five hours early, broke like, yeah, we don't want to pay Bill Hader or Mindy Kaling for anything. <laughs> so it's like, well, <laughs> do you guys like my Mindy Kaling? Not my Mindy Kaling, My Amy Poehler impression. I don't. I thought it was decent. Yeah, no, it's pretty but good. Startling. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I haven't I have heard Emmy <laughs> Poehler's voice in, since like maybe 2017.
1: So. Oh, you know we could also actually I did have a topic we could talk about that's random that makes more sense than that, which is uh, we all watch Succession here, and Mark looks like some guy from a certain actor in Succession who finally won his long deserved Emmy.
0: <laughs> Yay! Now I guess I know I can do it.
1: Congratulations, Mark! Now you can now you can body double for an Emmy winner. <laughs> Literally, literally, you know, I did. on set. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: it's either that or go on SNL just to do impress impression of him for the skit.
0: Yeah. It'll be, it'll be you
2: and Pete Davidson as Kendall.
0: It could be like, it, it's like no, that. No, Pete S- Davidson's got, got me Craig.
1: The, <laughs> Pete Davidson's got me Cousin
0: Craig. <laughs> it would be like that bit from the Eric Andre show where they get, like, the lookalikes to come on and just Yeah, yeah. I, I love that, that bit now. so
2: much. There's, like, the, like one, the there's one time kids. he did that bit with Eddie Sandberg, and, like, it's it's insane. Mm. Like
0: Oh, I didn't know he did it more than once. I have to check it out with someone who's cool and not the guy that they did it with, like, the one time or whatever.
2: They did it with, uh, they, like the one I'm talking about is when they did it with Paulie D from Jersey Shore.
0: Hmm. I don't or know. Yeah, I, just I, remember, I just remember nothing really happened when I watched it.
2: <laughs> yeah, because, like, it, it's crazy. Like, I could break it down, like... They're interviewing Pauly D. Then they have, like, Pauly D's double come out. And it's, like, just a regular Eric Andre extra. Like, if you watch enough of the show, you recognize the guy. But then, like, Eddie Sandberg comes out in blackface as Eric Andre. And then Lupe oh. Fiasco also comes out as Hannibal Burrs, but he has like dreadlocks, but so like his bald cap looks like the back of a fucking alien's and a head, <laughs> and like it's crazy. Like they're they're following <laughs> each of them, but what's funny is like so Eric Andre's trying to see like how far he can make Eddie Sandberg go crazy, which is like he already has him with blackface, which I think is like crazy enough. <laughs> but like um, where Eric Andre starts taking down his pants and like he. Uh, well, the, he does the Buffalo Bill you know like the tucking but he does that and then Eddie Sandberg is trying to like not do it and Eric is like dude do you want to make it a show business or not and Eddie Sandberg just says dude I'm doing and Sandberg says dude I'm doing better than you <laughs> they like the most <laughs> frustrated voice
1: <laughs> it's great <laughs> I just like the simplicity of that response. I'm bad, doing better.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, I like Sandberg, I think is like, he's an underrated talent. Like, dude's great. I still need to watch his Hulu film. I don't remember the name of it, but... Oh, Friends. I, I,
1: I like that one. That was yeah, good. Yeah, I just
2: gotta point out that out of all of the SNL guys lately, he hasn't really fell off. Which, I mean, for that generation, they're doing good. Like, him, Sudeikis, Hater, they all got good shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Andy, Andy Sandberg, of course, was in, uh... Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> yeah. What a film. It's
0: interesting how closely he'll, he collaborates with, like, the Lonely Island guys that he was with before SNL. So that's kind of, like, still stuck with him. And I think uh, the other guys have kind of, like, branched out into being in, like, mainstream movies or whatever. But he's yeah, still like, uh, Bill Hader was an group. Inside Out,
1: right? Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, something, yeah, I, something I was surprised by uh, was that I saw that Whatchamacallit, I forget which one of the dudes, but the guy who has like the log neck of Lonely Island, he directed Chip and Dale, which is why like supposedly Mulaney and like Sandberg, they took a huge pay cut because he was directing it, which is so crazy yeah, that which, like Disney doesn't want to pay its voice actors, you know?
1: So wait, 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 wait. So which one is married to Mary Heller Heller? I don't know. I
2: don't know. One of them married to. One of them is married one. to
1: Mary. I'll look it up now. But yeah, yeah. I heard that Not too. Not Andy samberg no, I know it's not. It's one of the other two. I know Amy Samuels. Yeah, I, not I know it's the one. It's the
2: one with the long neck. And there's one with a long face. and There's one with a long neck. I don't remember their names though.
0: I know that Akiva is the one who directed oh. it. I think I don't know if he's the one with the long. No, yeah, so Ak- uh, one with the long
1: neck. Yeah. Oh, Tacone. I don't know why I said Tacone. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the
1: pop star director. Yeah, and the he's good. Director. He's one. good,
2: but like it, it sucks that he came to get a budget for voice actors. But also I realized Mark didn't even say life updates.
0: What? We, no, I mean I was passing it around and I think Oh bet. I mean, I don't know. It's really it, sad Mary I Heller's I only nomination he for he, acting. Sorry. What?
1: <laughs> Sorry, it's really sad. Mariel Heller's only nomination on her Wikipedia page is for acting. Marion Heller was, was nominated also, for acting? For Queen's Gambit. I didn't know she was an actress. She's in Queen's Gambit. You did, I thought you watched Queen's Gambit. She plays the mom. She's really good in it. What the fuck? That's Marianne Heller? Wait, yeah. Marelle, Marielle Heller? Yeah, she's great in it.
2: I had, I had no idea that was her. She's a great director and, and a good actress. Wow.
1: I need another, I need that uh, The uh Amy Adams movie from her already. Sorry, Mark. What's your life update going on? <laughs> You oh know, my like, life, I, I just I mean... love
2: when women pivot from acting and directing. Like, uh, Olivia Wilde, real excited to see what's going
1: on for her career. By <laughs> the time this episode's out, we will know. <laughs> don't worry, I don't know. There's probably a joke in here somewhere where it's I mean, like, like, don't worry, darling, we still have the whale. Or something I mean, like
2: this, that. <laughs> th- this This whole, like, meltdown of a crisis going on with that movie and the title makes it feel like a Arrested Development joke. Like, this is a movie that Tobias is trying to get into, but Lindsay is the star of instead.
1: I feel like the second punchline of it is that it's like Harry Styles like, don't worry, I have a less controversial movie coming out titled, My Policeman. (laughs)
2: Every time I walk past the post, I laugh. I'm like, dude, you chose, out of everything right now, you chose to be in a cop movie. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my God.
0: My... I, what I wanted to say about my life updates is just not, a, I mean, I'm working through Better Call Saul, trying to get caught up hey. now that it's done. Hell yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And also just PSA, uh, I tried to make dinner tonight and I feel like I knew this, but just so anyone else who needs to know, like, you can't make a quick meal with a can of tomatoes if you're making a sauce. Like, you have to cook them long enough so they don't <laughs> become acidic. Out of context, it just sounds me.
1: like a psalm. It's like you can't <laughs> cook a quick meal out of just tomatoes.
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's what I I didn't I didn't have a movie thing coming in, but yeah. Shall we play some games?
1: My game is called the Letterbox Game. Letterbox, as I'm sure Julius is aware, has recently added a feature where it shows you the most similar movie to the film you just watched. I will give you the first. Five movies that show up. So I have actually an example this time. Because Mark told me to... Well, I came up with this as a mutual agreement to allow me to still read the movies we currently do as, like, what they are. But also so Mark doesn't have to, like, guess, like, oh, no, this one is Toy Story 2. So for an example, this is what Toy Story 2 would be. The first five I would give you would be the Lego Movie, Ice Age, Finding Nemo, Lego Movie 2, and Up. Okay? (laughs) You'd get two guesses... Then after that, I'd tell you the movie came out in 1999. You get one more guess. Then I'd say it's Wreck-It Ralph. It's something you're not in your next movie. and Then I'd say Bolt on your next guess. So basically, you get five movies, the, the two guesses. After each, then uh, you get four, three more guesses, each of which you'll have the year and two additional movies. Uh, and I remove films with either the same character or in the same franchise, such as Toy Story 3, Toy Story, Toy Story 4, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Lightyear. And Mark thinks this is really funny for some reason. I don't did, know why. Did you explain <laughs> what the game I just,
2: is? I don't know what, what the fuck you're talking about. What Letterbox
3: feature is this? <laughs> Alright, well that was 2013 for
2: listeners understand. I told that. you so, to
0: give the example to make it easier for people when you just...
2: <laughs> I didn't know letterbox <laughs> out had the thing.
1: Okay, okay. So, Letterbox has a new algorithm... At the bottom of each page of a movie that says the similar films, okay? I will give you the first five films that appear that are not by the same director or in the same franchise of that film. You get two guesses on what the movie is. If you get that guess wrong, then I'll give you the year. After that, you'll get two additional movies with each additional guess for a total of five guesses. If you don't get it in five guesses... You lose, okay. Now you can choose to play competitively with Mark or use him as a foe friend. Foe. What? Uh, foe. Okay. All right. So there's three rounds. You get th- there will be three rounds of this. Okay. Your first round. You ready? Yeah. All right. Your first five films are. Oh, I forgot to say this. Sorry. No, no. This is this is this is not to do with like the competitive nature. Now, normally. When we have a guess, I randomly gener- – uh, I will put in the films that I've watched recently that made over $100 million at the box office and just kind of randomly generate what three I give you. Okay. With you, since I know that's not necessarily your scene, even though I'm sure you see blockbusters too, what I did instead was I put every movie that would be eligible on Letterboxd in our private list and then sorted it by highest rated. So these are the highest rated three films that I've watched in the past month. So these will be from or- the top three highest rated, from number one to two, the three third highest rated. Just so you, f- so these are good movies according to Letterboxd. Okay, so here are your first five movies for the first round: The Outsiders, The Goonies, The Mighty, Mean Creek, Bridge to Terabithia, Stand by Me. Yeah, yeah, it's Stand By Me. I figured, this is this is the reason I did it in this order, because this was the highest rated, and I'm like, oh, Julius will definitely get this, because we saw it together. So, but Mark, what's your opinion
0: on Stand By Me? Good movie, I haven't seen it in a long time.
2: That's what everyone I keeps thought... saying to me. <laughs> I mean, I had never like, seen like, it, period. Like It was I, just I on like, TV when I was a kid.
0: After I saw it,
2: and they are all like, yeah, I haven't seen that one in a long time, like, I feel like everyone oh. needs to watch it again. Now. <laughs> like I don't know.
1: I actually have a, mm-hmm. I have a really funny story about it, by the way. Which I know it's my game, and me doing this tangent is like, like Danny, what the heck? But trust me, you guys will think this is worth it. I is I came into work the next day talking about Stand By Me and how I'd just seen it, and my boss was like, "How have you never seen Stand By Me, Danny?" And I was like, "Blah blah blah," and we talked about it a bit. A couple kids were there, and. I mentioned it was based off a Sticky King book and she's like, huh, I didn't know that. I'm like, well, yeah, it's cause the book's titled The Body. And she just immediately goes, Hey, there are kids here. Don't say that. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's literally, I just said the body. That doesn't tell them anything. It could be like anybody. Like, you know, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> you, you making a big deal out of it is what is making it sound bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like the body isn't. It- doesn't mean anything to my knowledge. <laughs> Unless they are worried about body count, but, like,
1: you have to, like, outright say that, and, yeah, yeah that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah.
2: Alright. That's funny.
1: So, I'll do your next round, but I do want to add this bit that I forgot to I mention earlier, because I, I didn't say it earlier, because I figured you'd get to stand by me immediately. Um, if you guess a film that's in the top 25, I'll tell you it was in the top 25 or not. Okay? hmm Alright. So, your next one is... The English Patient Jules and Jim A Very Long Engagement Grave of the Fireflies And Atonement
0: That's a tough one
2: Yeah, cause like The more you named them, the less I got close to any of them Yeah, can I get another hint? Or well, how no, you
1: have, tw- you have to guess do- You have to go through you have to- You'll get hints after you do guesses
2: Okay I don't know Uh Pride and
1: Prejudice? No, and Pride and Prejudice is not in the top 25. So you need to give me one more guess and then you'll get a hint.
2: Can you name the movies again?
1: Yeah. Uh, the English Patient, Jules and Jim, A Very Long Engagement, which, do you know what that movie is? Because I definitely don't. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Isn't uh, <laughs> that Jason uh, Segel? No. <laughs> Oh, no, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. That's like the five-year engagement or something. This is a uh, uh, here. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll give. You, I'll let you. I'll give you some context on this film because none of us know what it is. Uh, but it's from 2004. Uh, and Letterbox again is acting dumb and not loading. Oh, it's by Jean-Pierre Jeunet, uh, and it has Audrey Tautou in it and Gaspard Houlet. And I'm probably butchering all these French names. Um. Is it, uh... Okay, and then Brave it, of the Fireflies and Atonement were the other two. It's like
2: farewell something, right? It's like a greeting.
1: I don't know. You have to give a full guess. <laughs>
0: oh, this is I a know where your brain's man. going.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I know oh, I what you're I talking about. Is it an old movie?
1: I can't answer that until you get to your next hint, because your next hint is the year the movie came out. Do you know, Did Mark, you or
2: what are, what are you? Are you a foe? Like, aren't
1: you competing, or what was this? No, you said you, you said Mark was going to be your phone-a-friend. That's what you said. I also had
0: that question, is whether you said phone or foe. So I don't know. I, I know you phone. Phone. <laughs> so do you said friend or foe. I said phone. So do you want me to be phone-a-friend? Yeah, sure. Okay, I think it's Hiroshima Monomore.
2: That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, it's Hiroshima Monomore. Okay, but because
0: yeah, um, you watched that in New I worked.
2: don't know why could I could not remember the name of it for some reason.
1: All right. For the record, because I like saying these, and I forgot to say it for Stand By Me. I'll say Stand By Me first. The other two you would have got as hints for Stand By Me were The Kings of Summer and Now and Then. And for this, the next two hints you were going to get were The Thin Red Line and Casablanca. Whatever. <laughs> <Ridgewater>. <laughs> All right. So, you ready for the final round? Yeah, sure. Five films are. Amore, 21 Grams, The Hours, Rabbit Hole, In the Bedroom. Oh
2: man. Yeah, literally nothing's coming to my mind. Eyes Wide Shut?
1: No. And Eyes Wide Shut is not in the top 25. Lost Highway? No, it's not Lost Highway. The year this film came out was 1993. It's fine. as that's
2: one of those years I'm not really that knowledgeable. Also, to be I I don't know if it <laughs> says not
1: Lost Highway is not in the top twenty five.
2: Yeah, because I'm just naming stuff that I know you saw. Hmm.
1: E2 Mama Tambien? Nope. Not in the uh top twenty-five. So now you get another movie. So your sixth movie you get is Birth from two thousand and four, I believe.
2: What's annoying is, like, I have a good feeling it probably has Nicole Kidman, but I don't think he saw uh, To Die For.
1: No, To Die For is not in the top 25. But didn't it come out in 93? I don't know. I don't have it open. I don't have To Die For open. Um, All right. So now I'll give you your last film, but then before you answer, I'm going to recap for the listeners at home. So your last film and your final guess, unless I'm nice and give you an extra hint, which I could. We'll see um is 2013's the past so your seven films were and this is a film from 1993 or a more 21 grams the hours rabbit hole in the bedroom birth the past and i can look up the director of the past if we don't know what that is because i don't know what it is can i phone a friend sure i don't know if mark's gonna be that helpful but sure
0: i'm not gonna be that helpful but i mean we can we can sort it out together i mean i also think maybe nicole kidman movie did you watch australia yeah but that's not the 90s that's not 90s yeah that's my problem with these i really get messed up year wise yeah what was she doing in 93
1: i will say this if you get this wrong I do have one backup hint I can give you for a redemption chance, but I like you guys thinking out now and not counting on that backup hint. So.
2: Hmm. Yeah, because I literally have no idea what movies she was in, in the early 90s. Hmm.
3: I'm
2: just going to say something random. JFK. JFK is your
1: final answer?
2: Fuck it. I have nothing.
1: <laughs> All right. JFK is not in the top 25. Now your hint. And This is actually a really interesting. I think Mark will find this hint more interesting than you will because Mark knows the history of this game. This is a film in a franchise. Only one other franchise film from its franchise appears in the top twenty-five, and it was not in the first seven. I did not have to remove it from the list.
2: What franchises were you? I also am using the, the,
1: the word 90s. franchise very liberally here. I will also clarify yeah, like that. Yeah, like when you said that. Finding it's a, not like Holy a Fast Story and Furious or movie, movie or like. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because I'm just like even more confused now because I'm like, what 90s franchises were there?
0: I guess I know, a better maybe, maybe term than Nicole franchise is a, is, is a bad that, way to think, I think about it.
1: A, a maybe franchise isn't the right word for it. It's a part of a series of films.
0: Mm-hmm. Was it The Godfather Part 3?
1: Julius, do you want that to be your guess? No,
0: that's 1990.
1: I will say and this is like kind of additional, and I'm kind of surprised neither of you have guessed this because I thought you were both aware. I, I'm, I'm
2: honestly, I'm month. honestly not good at guessing games. Like if I was on jeopardy, they would shoot me in the head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're just like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say what? <laughs> you didn't say what it is
3: <laughs>
2: Oh man, I mean, I- I'll throw it away. I'm just scan. I got, I, I don't got nothing.
1: All right. It's not on his skin. Under skin is not on top 25. Now, you were completely in the wrong direction with Nicole Kidman. I'm sorry. So, yeah. the reason I said you should both know this is because this is a film I almost saw with Mark in New York. And this is a film I invited you to go see with me. And it's three colors blue. Three colors oh. red. Is I didn't did even realize 25. you saw blue. I know you didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw blue. Three colors blue. You didn't touch I I want, I just wanted to watch the first. I did text you. <laughs> Go look through the text. I am even- seeing three <laughs> colors blue. Do you want to come? And you are no, like, no, no, no. Busy. I said,
2: I said, tell me, I said, tell me what you think of it, though?
1: I mean, I posted a letterbox review like immediately. I just assume your you letterbox
2: saw it. reviews never show up on my front page. <laughs> I like, I don't, I don't uh, know what happens.
1: Uh, I mean, I thought it was good. I definitely thought. I might have been a little too tired to watch it. I think I'll enjoy it more whenever I revisit it, knowing where it's going, because I thought it was a completely different movie than what it was. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, interesting. I really like the ending. But yeah. So the most critically acclaimed movies, according to Letterboxd, I've seen the last month are, well, The Iron Giant, (laughs) Stand By Me, and then uh, Hiroshima Mon War, and then Three Colors Blue comes in at four, I guess. So... Yeah, yeah, that's why. Well, if blue.
2: I, I feel like I definitely
1: would have figured it if I knew. Did good go on the other <laughs> two? <laughs> you didn't really get on the other two, so. <laughs> I do think just like three colors white isn't on this top twenty-five. Not me. People like white. <laughs> It doesn't
2: even. I, I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, no, just I just did. <laughs> <sounds funny. laughs> <laughs> Not I didn't, many people like white. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: yeah, I didn't actually get. I watched Double Life of Veronique and blue, and I don't really think I checked him out much more. on that?
2: Oh, actually, great. I
0: loved a short film about killing.
2: Oh yeah, that, that's probably my favorite one by him. Um, white's cool though. Uh-huh. I don't. I think people are mad that White has a sense of humor.
1: I think the movie that's going to be the most funny of this year is The Whale. All right, now we get to the points to me. <laughs> I, I
2: just want I just want the well to come out so I can edit fart noises over it and put it on Twitter so I can destroy its Oscar campaign. I, I need
1: to. I need to just quickly say on the record because I know I told Bobby this is that my mom texted me out of nowhere like ten hours after the whale premiered asking me if I'd seen it. It's like no, it's only in Venice right now. Also, this is a movie you would hate. Like you would absolutely hate this movie. I don't know why you're asking me if it was any good.
0: All right, uh, my game. <laughs> <What else? laughs> my game is the game of lists. Um, it means I go on the internet and I find a list of movies, and then I ask the guests questions about them.
1: And me, yeah, I exist and, too.
0: And let me just <laughs> what?
1: I was like, you're like, I asked the guests about films <laughs> and Danny. You also can't ask Danny about these things, too. Well,
0: I ask everyone. I don't know. All right. Yeah.
2: Y'all should, uh... I don't know if you guys ever watch Wrestling, but Triple H had like this crazy opening song where he's like, Time to play the game. Like, you can
1: throw like o- that The in only there. intro music we have here is when I go, We're gonna do a detour. Do, 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 do. Well, I- I- so we actually do have stingers. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, what's your
0: <laughs> Oh, sorry. oh man, now I have a tangent about Triple H. Truly, that's actually more of a life update than anything. But- <laughs> I, I, <laughs> didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know you
1: watch wrestling. Oh, you should tell your PTA story to Julius. Maybe I'll. Oh, did the you the say PTA had okay. Triple? And I said Triple H.
0: <laughs> no, I did. I did. I didn't see Triple H. I saw a monologue that he did, which I kind of want to steal. <laughs> That reminds me of when I did the monologue of chasing Amy, and I didn't know what it was from,
1: and how I, I immediately regretted it once I saw it was fun. Sorry, Andrew, I mean, if you're listening to this. Sorry.
0: Let me I'll just drop that. Me. Not a, not as a whole. Not as a whole thing. but if you want to see like an interesting monologue, look up Triple H. Tough enough. Um. uh What was the thing? Give me. It's like give me a flop or something, or like give me a drop. Give look up like drop. give. <laughs> or like I don't know what my. <laughs> like, I don't know what my wife's doing,
2: <laughs> Oh, my God. My <laughs> I'm go- I'm Googling it just so like I have it ready to check out after, because the Triple H monologue it's... sounds amazing to me. Like, Well, no, oh he's he's God.
0: just hyping up, like, contestants on the show, but I just watched it. <laughs> I watched it twice, and I was like, this is actually kind of like, a good monologue, and I just, like, filed that away. But, um... Okay. Alright. Wait, wait, wait,
1: one last thing <laughs> I just thought of, which is to jump back to five minutes ago. Julius, for your edit of the whale, can you also just include the song from Amazing Spider-Man 2 in it? <laughs> oh my god. And him going, Rose it.
2: <laughs> I I was... I I literally almost had to get kicked out of a cafe because I couldn't stop laughing because that song came on. Like, oh my god. <laughs> that song is ruined for me. <laughs> all right, um, right.
3: I will, we can start. All right.
0: <laughs> so, as, as, I found a list of movies online. This week, it's the list of Criterion releases. Um, oh, we
1: didn't talk about that. Was actually the Pixar tangent we should have gone
0: on. It's not a tangent. It's just happening. Wally is going to be in the Pixar. I mean, is going to be in the Criterion Collection. How do y'all? Uh, I stru- don't know. Like in November. Structure or something. this thing. What?
2: <laughs> how, how do y'all? Do you, like, I now want to hear an episode because I have no idea how you're going to order this day to be coherent. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, you'll listen. This this can be a special episode. Um, <laughs> nor, right. Well, I mean, truly, whatever. Wally's going to be in the Criterion collection. So um, I'm going to give you some numbers of the, the spy numbers from the Criterion collection, and I want you to name those movies. Um, now, the Criterion for our listeners numbers their releases, and they're loosely based on when things come out. So, like earlier numbers have, are like older releases. That's not always the case, they do give special numbers. To special movies, so that's kind of what we'll be talking about here. So, three questions. First question:
1: Are we competitive, or are we?
0: Well, do you want to win, together? or do you do you want to work together? <laughs> I, <didn't... laughs> um, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. These these are pretty deep cuts, so I'd say work together. You know.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, you're you're just giving us a number. <laughs> what? Are you just giving us a number, or the other hints?
0: I can give you other hints. Yeah, mine's less structured. Mine is basically just like trivia, and it's fun for me. There's yeah. not like a real thing. I'm okay. First I'm question: decided. What's number one hundred? All right, what's number one hundred? One hundred. Armageddon. <laughs> Good guess. I'll give you one. I'll give you one more. Here, here I'll give you a hint. This is wait, wait, a comp- I- This is a collection.
2: It's a box uh- set.
1: I, th- I
0: don't know like if it's a box set, actually, but it is a collection.
1: Is it the, uh, a Pooh Trilogy?
0: No. Number 100 is the Beastie Boys video anthology.
2: I don't know why. That was going to be, my, like, my third guess. Because <laughs> I kind of <laughs> wanted to get that one. I have, yeah, no, I have I a need... Beastie Boys. I, I bought the Beastie Boys book, like, the week it dropped, and I've only read, like, 20 pages of it. It's, like, the size of a fucking encyclopedia, but it's great. The The 20 pages I read are great. What's the name of the book? It's literally just called the Beastie Boys book. Like uh the two surviving members, I think Mike D and guy hey, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. The deceased member is MCA, who was honestly the best member. But like um Adam Yaak? No, that dude that's actually MCA's main name. Anyway, Beastie Boys Tanger aside, so, like, they're they're a great group.
0: All right. What is number six hundred and sixty six?
1: I think this is the <laughs> omen.
2: <laughs> um I, like I don't know it, why they
1: got like a dis, decur, like, discouraging head nod from Mark. I thought that was an like, okay guess. I don't,
0: oh, no, it's not okay. I'm not sure that's in the Criterion collection, though. Yeah, what I don't do think so either.
2: Uh, no. Last Temptation. Probably. Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, an excellent guess. Um, let me give wait, you one wait, hint Mark, it Mark, is by so, a yeah. well known horror director.
1: Oh well no. Oh, I'm, gonna say, it, I'm gonna
0: say it's it's by a it's by a pretty mainstream horror. Is director.
1: It, is it Night of the Living Dead? No. Oh. That was uh, an okay guess. is it That's an okay guess
0: is it Chronos? Good guess? It's not Chronos it's the Devil's Backbone. Ah, but man, that's my third. On.
2: Man. Hopefully. We can that's do that. probably
0: his least known film, I'd say. Is that the one that's screening Julius? Like, I can't yeah, remember.
2: Yeah, Devil's is Backbone it, is screening.
1: Nice, we'll do it's, it.
2: It's funny. It's funny. I was able, right. able to tell Del Toro because I feel like some people would still argue on if he's mainstream or not.
1: He he has an Oscar. Yeah, that, he's that, that's that's just why. our director <laughs> because like
2: some some people I know say he's art house, and I'm like, fuck, you talking about? Yeah. He won
1: Best Picture and Best Director. He's not art house anymore. You just can't be. Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: the dudes. Yeah. I can see his movie at a fucking Rego cinema. Like, come on. All right.
1: I mean, I, I saw the um, card counter. At the, we saw the card counter at the release, so. <laughs> yeah, because it got it got Poe Dameron in it and Tiffany Haddish. Rest in peace. Wow, isn't that movie like a year old now? Because it came out on nine eleven, didn't it? <laughs> card counter. It came out around 9/11 weekend. I remember everyone was like, "Wow, the audacity of dropping this on 9/11
2: weekend." That's insane. I didn't. Know, I didn't Spoilers realize for that. Card counter. I still think it's crazy. Obama loves that movie. Like, I need if they drop a <laughs> criteria. Gonna hate if, this. They, if they need if they drop a criteria of that, they need a commentary of Obama and Paul Schrader in the room together. <laughs> Sorry,
0: Final bro. question: What's number one? What's number one thousand? What collection of movies is number? Oh, 1, I
1: think I know this, Julius. You know, no, nah, don't you go for it. Go don't for say. It. I think it's the Godzilla box set.
0: Yeah, it's the Godzilla oh. box.
2: Oh, set. Oh,
1: nice! I remember when that. I remember when that one dropped, so it was like a big deal. Yeah, exactly. like, well, I knew they that, had that one was
2: it. later, but I don't know it was like a specific celebratory number. Yeah, Fuck! why a, did That's a big also, one. Also, also triple six for Devil's Backbone makes. Why did not I? Wow, that's crazy! I just realized. I, mean, I, didn't, were... I, didn't, I didn't realize the spy numbers had like a good meaning to them. I guess, or like they are. or at least like they're aware of them. I guess.
1: Is seven 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 like a movie about just, casinos?
0: No, here's the thing, is they normally don't mean anything, but there are a few times they do. If anyone wants a little bit more about this than I have here, um I'm
1: going to Wikipedia to look up what seven 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 is I'm curious now. I bet
0: a sweet spot of yeah, success. Mean, it's oh, the Well that's actually kinda that's kinda cool. <laughs>
2: ah, damn.
0: Oh that's did you just say that? Or it's <laughs> do the brood you know it's by true? David
2: Cronenberg.
0: Oh what yeah. a
2: waste. I mean, not hey, the movie. The uh, movie's yeah. cool, but, like, I, I, there's nothing to do with luck.
1: <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I just saw well, that Well, they normally come up because of the
0: releases, I saw that
1: if, 808 is this movie called... It's a documentary called... Uh, it's the Kennedy films by Robert Drew. And I really thought, that's a Pruder film? The zombie criterion That's insane! Why is
0: that? Why do you think that would copy? Yeah, so I just <laughs> want to say for that people a good that. idea. <laughs> I just want to say for people because it's kind of hard to find from the Criterion people about how they do things, but a lot of this trivia came from a blog post about the Criterion Collection, the Films of My Life. Maybe that's the name of the blog. I don't know. It's by Oscar Kit three sixteen, Criterion Collection and spy and the spy number. That's where a lot of this trivia I kind of uh, I came from on some of this. He's got uh-huh. some more of the deep cuts from there. I uh, have a shout out to good blogs. List. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah, like, uh, there's a blog I go on called, uh, Cheap Chick in the City that's pretty
0: cool. Why do I know that one?
2: I gotta
1: say... Cheap Chick in the City? I, I gotta, I gotta say, I appreciate how on this list, um, it says that, on the Wikipedia list, they have a list of the bonus feature films that are included on the Criterion sets, so, like, how 12 Angry Men includes the television remake of it, uh... Or how uh Good Morning includes the original sign. Uh, I Was Born Yesterday. Uh I was not I was born but but my point is is this this is my pitch that I've been saying to everyone that I would like the Wally criterion to include the entirety of Hello Dolly as a bonus feature. <laughs> Just put it on there. No one else is gonna want to buy it.
0: <laughs> Alright. When did you first encounter Pixar, Julius?
2: Well, Honestly, man, like, Pixar is, like, one of those things that was just, like, always one of my first memories as a kid. Because, like, when did the first Toy Story come out?
1: 95. Okay,
2: because, mm-hmm. like, I, like, I was born in 96. And, like, I just remember always having that movie in my brain. Like there, were, like, there was, like, three animated films I watched a lot as a kid. They were a goofy movie. Little Mermaid and uh, Toy Story One. I, like, I'm I was obsessed with all three of those. I
1: thought you can go like and uh, end of Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> I wish,
2: I wish, I, I, I don't, I do Evangelion was boring as shit as a kid. Where I wish I was smarter to be into that when I was that young. But like um, Little Mermaid, I love, I love Little Mermaid as a kid. Where I really hope the movie is good. I like the song in the trailer, side note, but I think the I just don't like the color correcting for fucking anything anymore. Halle Berry, who is like an incredible artist on her own, check out her musical with her sister Chloe. She sounds great, but the movie looks kind of bad. Eh, but I'm gonna wait to see it before I trash it. But yeah, but um, Pixar's been part of a huge part of my life since I was a kid. Where like my first Halloween costume was a Woody costume, and uh, I remember like my mom dropped me off at this like sock hop. Do you guys remember sock hops?
0: like a school dance i know what that is but I yeah don't like school dance like, like
1: like what? we didn't call I'm it sorry, a sock what name, hop, Mark?
0: but i know what it is oh i've never heard people our age call them sock hops
2: oh yeah when I, when i was a kid like that's what they called all the like functions for like little children and shit on the south side sorry, at least but like there was like a little halloween sock hop going on when i was like damn they like only four or five and my mom got me a woody costume and like all the kids were, like damn, yeah, i wish i was woody and like it was a great time but, like, uh, where Woody was, like, one of the first characters I just, like, loved because he wasn't he, – he, he does something that I feel like a lot of Pixar protagonists can't do much anymore, which is, like, still be a hero while, like, still have, having a good balance of heroics and unlockability. Like, that, like, Bugs Bunny element, you know what I mean? Where I, I, I just loved the first Toy Story a lot where it's pretty much been there my whole life.
0: So, did you have a Buzz toy? Because that's something we've been talking with people about, is that normally people like Buzz more than Woody.
2: I had, like, 20 Buzz I, toys, I, for
1: the
0: record.
2: Go <laughs> on. Well, what's funny is, I, did, I, only
0: had, I had, like, maybe five Woody toys. I had, like,
2: five Woodies. And, uh, what was it? I had maybe one Buzz, and I had two Jessie toys. But, like, what's funny is, like, one of the Jessie toys was, like, life-size. It <laughs> would talk with no warning, where, like... We had it for maybe 10 years, and it would just say, (laughs) like, out of nowhere, where we would get scared because we were like, we left (laughs) it in our basement. Because, like, we were like, nobody wants to fucking play with this thing. But it was still talk.
3: It came of how to life. That's to it kept coming it. To life. Yeah. And you put her in like, storage?
2: You monster. Yeah. yeah, we literally, we're literally the, the worst ending Jesse could have got. Me and my sister. That's funny. But, yeah, but, no, Pixar. Pixar has been a part of my life for a whole time where... The first movie I think I saw at theaters, so at least that I remember, was like, uh, well, actually, low-key, when did, this is a random question, because it just helped me figure out if Toy Story 2 is the first movie, but when did uh, when did Rugrats of Paris come out?
1: Well, let me look it up. I will say, w- for the record, Rugrats, dude, I used that? to think Toy Story 2 was my first movie in theaters, but I know for a fact I t- saw Tarzan in theaters, and that came out before it.
2: Yeah, cause thing is like, it's the Toy Story two is one of the first movies I remember seeing. Toy but I Story can't remember two is a like year before, before
1: Rugrats in Paris. Rugrats in Paris is two thousand. What about Rugrats movie? Well, the first Rugrats movie is ninety eight, so it would be before. This. Okay,
2: then I saw Rugrats movie was before that. Then, but yeah, but no, Toy Story two is like a huge favorite, and uh, I think I saw like almost every Pixar movie growing up until like it got to Ratatouille. Around that time, we just stopped going to theaters and shit, but um. It's, like, one of the few consistent institutions that's under, you know, Disney, where you gotta get them props for that. They never let, like, that mouse-shaped cloud um, fuck up what they had going on outside of Lasseter and um, some other creeps.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, as a big defender of Pixar, they did also have that run where they just kept doing sequels for a bit, which, you know, yeah. yeah.
2: Which around the, around that time, I was very in and out of it. Like I don't think I even seen most of those sequels. I maybe saw Finding Dory and um, Incredibles two by Seven into universe. No, you should definitely. It, it was funny. Literally, as soon as as soon as I like brought up
1: Disney Plus
0: yesterday, did you watch which- on the account where I'm watching it in <laughs> Spanish? Did that like mess you up? <laughs>
1: Wait, I have to ask Julius, did you actually watch him in Spanish? Because Mark took that as legit and Mark I, watched it in Spanish. I forgot. For some reason.
2: I, I forgot that joke. I wish I remembered that.
1: <laughs> I mean I I'm glad you did that. it, because it's really really tough to talk about
0: voice acting if <laughs> you both watched it in Spanish. I have things to say. Thing is, about I kinda the voice wanna acting. hear Woody's
2: voice in Spanish. Like that sounds fun.
1: I'm more interested in watching
0: the Toy Thing- Story Three
1: in Spanish because of the Spanish buzz bit and how that even works. Oh god. But
2: yeah, but Oh, no. I don't know. Pixar's dope. It's been there forever.
0: Didn't you say that there was something that you you liked it less recently? Or was that because of like the sequel time and just their output oh. recently? Oh, was it, reg- was it regarding
2: Tim movie. Allen or? <laughs> Tim Allen, I would check oh, out. I
0: don't know if it was because of Tim. That was another thing you said, but I thought they were yeah, different. Well, we it might thought you were talking related about. Yeah, about yeah, Pixar. yeah. Cause, uh, cause- I thought it was about the quality of movies or something.
2: Oh, no, I mean, like, the quality of films with Pixar, I mean, there's definitely that secret run that Danny's talking about that I can't really say too much on, but I definitely will say that, like, oh, I should talk about what I was saying about Woody and, like, why I feel about why, to me, he's still probably my favorite, like, Pixar protagonist, is that, like, I feel like, especially with films like Soul, based on the recent films I've seen, like, Soul and Turning Red, with those plots, you have a way tougher time doing the tight rope walk, in my opinion, Of like giving us a main character that is challenging to like, but still like likable. It's still ready to root for. I think the I feel like with with Toy Story, Woody and Buzz are like at each other's throats from maybe the whole movie until like maybe the last like act. You know what I mean? Where until like Woody has to see Buzz and what he thought was gonna happen to him being abandoned and stuff. Where where whereas I feel like with Soul and like um Turning red, they don't really have like that dynamic for whoever the buzz for those characters. Uh, excuse would be. me, turning which isn't a te-
1: te- bad thing. It's turning red teaches kids to rebel against their parents and be awful children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, not a lot of children at work. It's too raunchy for the kids.
0: <laughs> Wait, is that a real thing? Uh, yeah, not officially, yeah, but is. I know
1: that at one point. Last year, we were picking a movie on Disney Plus, the show, and a kid was like, let's watch Turning Red. And my boss was like, no, we're going to watch Utopia. And I'm like, well, that's copaganda. So, So Turning Red is like,
2: Turning Red will at least make kids think monster movies are cool again.
1: I just think, sorry, I I just go back to Inside Out 2 where there's that interview where Amy Poehler's like, yeah, this is gonna be a movie examining, like, a girl's puberty from Pixar, so that's gonna be interesting, it's like, they literally just did that, like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs>
2: That is kind of funny because she definitely probably got a screener for it, but just didn't see it. But she was like, "Oh
1: no, I loved it." All, okay, but in all fairness to her, I, I will say uh, I believe that movie came out around the same time her new documentary that she directed was doing like festival rounds, so she was busy like with oh, yeah. something interesting. What was I gonna say? I do. I was. I wanted to say one thing though. That's <laughs> on, Mark. About well, I was. I wanted to say one thing about what you said with uh, Pixar having just disli- unlikable protagonists. I think the closest they have recently is their are kit protagonist in Coco. I think Miguel does a lot of like, mm-hmm. really like, dude, stop, you idiot, things. But like, not yeah, to the level of yeah. Woody in Toy Story. In <laughs> the first Toy Story. And, and, that's, and
2: that's why I think Coco, like, I mean, I say it flat out. I think Coco's probably the best film they still got going for them with recent stuff. And I know that like, Soul or even Turning Reds probably beat that for you. I'm not sure if it has. You forgot, but, you
1: forgot Luca, like, too. Luca's up there, too. Oh, yeah,
2: Luca, Luca. <laughs> Oh yeah, look and Luca's great. Like I think, but I think Luca also is kind of missing that dynamic. Where well, actually, I think Luca's probably the best of the three. When I think about it, at least for me, I uh, actually I like agree. Luca I think Luca's
1: my favorite of but, the three. But two.
2: like, but but I think really? like those three movies, at least, they give me a lot of hope that despite all of this consolidating that Disney's doing, like you know, with TV and like spinoff projects and these webisodes and shit, Pixar at least still has like writers that are trying to like you know make the gimmick of like. Insert thing, but with feelings, still make they can still make real interesting narratives with it while alongside having incredible animation that just gets better and better. Cause like that's something that I think a lot of people don't give Pixar credit for, is that like their movies still look incredible, like in ways that I'm still shocked by. Cause like most like Dreamworks and like you know, regular Disney, it's, it's just they all like copy and paste. No offense to the animators who are getting crutched right now, but yeah, 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 I got caught up what it is.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, I think every Pixar movie since... Honestly, I'm trying to th- Probably since Cars 3. And Cars 3 doesn't count. Like, everyone in the movie like, so, like not like, I I Oh, Onward doesn't count. Yeah, onward it, was not it, it, impressive. It, it... <laughs> onward,
2: onward. I, I didn't see... I didn't see... <laughs> just, disclaimer, I, I didn't see Onward. So Onward could probably disrupt my entire theory of Pixar <laughs> doing better again. But even Tony Grant, like, shocked me. Because, like, that's, like, probably the most grounded film they have outside of the whole monster thing because it's literally just about a girl in high or middle school or high school i forget which but like that's literally just human civilization and it still like has its own difference in like setting as compared to something like incredibles which is kind of the same thing you know what i mean but yeah yeah
0: yeah i think that's why turning red for me i was i don't know i don't luca is not of those three for me it just it's interesting to hear you say luca because i think that's why i think turning red for me is my favorite of the recent ones because it's grounded like that and, like, that's something, I don't know, I just think it's very easy for them to do something like Inside Out, where it's kind of just like, I don't know, we can do whatever we want, because it happens in someone's mind. Well, I think Luca's um, pretty grounded too. but that's roles just too. something I... Oh, personally, yeah. It, like, yeah it, like, I don't know, it, I just, for I me, think, for I, me, I, to me, like, Luca's like, I, I think Luca's like the Dunkirk of the Pixar movies, like, if you were to, so like, is what is the most movie, Pixar movie you could Nolan's make? Like, it's not one of his best is best movie, it, no, no, <laughs> best <right>. movie.
1: <laughs> but it's like it's like the most
0: Nolan'y movie that he has ever made, and I think that makes it less fun for me than like. You're that, I think Coco that's would be the Dunkirk of Pixar. I think
2: yeah, because Coco feels like it's probably like the most like it's very much them being like, "Yo, we know how to make this gumbo, so how do we finesse it?" To be definitive, you know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of other movies, the movies that came after Coco, I feel like I still don't try to like stir up the pot with like new inclusions and stuff. I remember you know reading
1: I mean? an analysis, I don't remember who wrote this, but it was like when Turning Red came out, it was like Coco was the perfection of the Pixar formula. And since they did then they're like, This is it. We're gonna try to do some weird stuff now with Soul turning red and Luca <laughs> and trying to mess around with this formula a bit.
2: Yeah, where we're like and like just even like clarify with Luca, like turning red is dub. Like I I liked it. Way more than I was expecting, because I had a lot of friends who saw it, who were telling me that it was annoying in a Scott Pilgrim way, and that phrase doesn't really work well for me, because I still like Scott Pilgrim, but I can kind of get why Pixar made Scott Pilgrim, it'll be annoying, but it's very much just like, if you find teenage girls who fantasize about boy, boy, boy bands annoying, then, yeah, you're going to find the movie annoying. But, like, if you have empathy and a heart, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: no, offense, no offense to
2: my friends. If you're not just like to every teenage girl, Really, shut up. <laughs> you are like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Bob, I'm a sucker for movies about friendship. Like, one of my recent favorite movies that uh, Criterion actually put out is this great underground film called Mickey, Mikey and Nikki, uh, directed by Elaine May. Where Luca, like, does such a great flip of, like, that type of story while also, like, you know, having all this cool shit that's, like, fantastical, you know? Because what I think is crazy about it being about, like, these fish people is that, like, that part of the story really even needs to come up that much for it to, like, work. And when it does come up, it it results in amazing jokes. Like, I still can't get over the niggas, the granddad, who's, like, secretly an actor or whatever. You mean like, the Sacha like Baron a Cohen monster.
1: character who's like, "Arrow." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not bad. <laughs> it's literally just, "Hey, Sacha Baron Cohen, do you want to just speak into a mic for two hours and figure we'll out something?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" <laughs> um, what I was actually going to say about Luca, because we got to move on to you know our actual, but. Interesting, because I think it's interesting, because we actually talked about it earlier on this podcast, and I saw a few, Julius, is that when I saw Stand By Me, I was actually, like, sh- shook by how much the ending of that movie reminded me, like, not remind me, but hit the, like, same emotional buttons that Luca did. Because to me, the thing that always gets me emotional with the end of Luca, and I'll talk about this more whenever we eventually do our Luca episode, but that's, like, two years from now anyway, so I can say it now, <laughs> is the ending, all, and I've only seen it, really, two and a half times, but the ending always just makes me sob. Because it's like, these guys are saying goodbye to each other. And all of a sudden, I'm hit with these memories of, like, my childhood friends who I don't remember really. I mean, I remember who they are, but I've not talked to them since I was, like, six or seven. Because I remember, and it's one of those things where, I'm trying to think of another movie that's like this, where, like, you read the interview for what the movie's about, and it immediately hits so much harder. I remember for Luca, it was like, the director was always like, yeah, this is about the childhood, like, the first person you have gelato with. Like, there's always going to be someone you are the first person you did this thing with, but you're not going to necessarily keep in contact with that person. But the moment where you first experience it is still a joyous moment. And it's like, man, like I have not talked to Jimmy from first grade since second grade. And it's still like that relationship was so important to me as a child, learning how to be a friend. And that's, oh, yeah. uh, and that's We're what like stand it's... by me is about too, in a way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the end of stand by me is, it's, it's...
2: It's a great, it's a great theme that like I feel like both movies like use very well. Great movies, where like I think Pixar is doing great for what for for the situation that it has around them. If only That's the why, movies like, would get the like actual
1: situation. That weren't just the Buzz Lightyear movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god, I do not ever want to fucking watch Lightyear. All right, like book choice I mean, for the Lightyear we, episode. We, we can...
1: <laughs> Come back and <laughs> I mean, like, when...
2: when... <laughs> I mean, like, just just sidestepping for like fucking Christ. when I when I was watching when when I when Disney Plus ended a uh, Toy Story two, they immediately gave a like, now nah, you gotta watch Lightyear, and I'm like, why the fuck would I wanna watch
1: a Buzz Lightyear movie with Fat Woody in it? That's why you gotta. Like, watch, I don't get the point. You gotta watch. <laughs> uh, but I do recommend on your like watch Toy Story four. You really should watch Toy Story four, especially as a Woody fan. Yeah, because it really is more like know, an epilogue. It's really surprising
0: for how good th- it is.
1: Yeah. All right. This week, we are on the first Pixar sequel, and the only Pixar sequel for quite some time on this podcast that we will cover. Um, It is the film that introduced real emotion to Pixar, Um, and I say that in a way that I'll get into more later, Uh, and it is a film that infamously was really only made over the span of nine months, Uh, and I'm sure we'll get into that too. This is Toy Story 2. Filmed by John Lasseter, Lee Unkrich, and Ash Brannon. Normally I don't credit the co-directors, but, you know, in this case, when it's a John Lasseter movie, we love to spread the credit around as much as we can. Um, But yeah, Toy Story 2, probably the real beginning of what we think of when we think of Pixar. Like, emotionally speaking. Uh, It's also rather infamous because this is a film that was used as a rift in negotiations for renewing their contract at disney originally because famously the original contract was for five films however when they went to them uh, when they went to uh, michael eisner after the incredibles like let's renegotiate our terms they're like well you only gave us four mo- i guess maybe it was after finding Nemo. i don't know but they're like you only gave a- you didn't finish the contract because toy story 2 didn't count because that was not a new series of characters we can exploit and I'm sure we'll get into all of that more, that whole story more when we talk about Ratatouille or Cars, whenever it's more around that time where it's like, will Pixar sell to Disney? But Toy Story two, ignoring the business sense, is it's a movie at least on the level of a goofy movie in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> but I, I think it's better <laughs> than both. <That's, laughs>
0: do you have more info on that? Because that's is, wild it is. because this did introduce new characters like Ratatouille. You're not going to sell toys.
1: Yeah. Well, Ratatouille like, wasn't unless, like... designed for Disney. Ratatouille was designed to be the movie they go get. And that, that is why we'll come up when we talk about Ratatouille. Because Ratatouille was greenlit with the idea that Pixar was going to self-distribute it to try to earn money and find a new distributor. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of right. crazy to think about. That they're like, this is the one that will help us make a lot of money on our own.
0: Um, Wait, which movie? Well, I I think Ratatouille is one of the best ones. I
2: mean, like, yeah, but it doesn't make sense financially
0: like, <laughs> as a movie. We're, we're so... Speaking
2: of of Ratatouille, my sister's birthday was uh, not a day, but we had a birthday dinner at this uh, hibachi restaurant, and something that really made me laugh was Alona, looked at the chef. You guys know what hibachi is, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like the, yeah. So like, um, yeah, yeah. but like, uh, she was like, does he have Raccoonatouille under his hat? Where I didn't realize how much Raccoonatouille could become a cultural reference, because even my sister knew what she was talking about, which I was shocked by. I just think it's funny that like a that's Pixar cool. film can be made into another end joke like that.
0: Yeah, I think I think it really it really was everything everywhere all at once that's kind of cemented that now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's almost more official than the than Ratatouille itself is like as soon as it it's like as soon as it's on The Simpsons, it becomes a part of culture.
1: Yeah. So if you're curious, it was originally a three picture deal. I can't tell if the three picture deal began with Toy Story or it began with a bug's life, but if it was Toy th- Oh no, no, it did begin with Toy Story. So it's like at toy, after Toy Story 2 came out, they're like, all right, let's go renegotiate. They're like, uh, no, because you didn't give us a third movie yet. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? This movie's making a ton of money for you. They're like, it doesn't count. We don't have characters you can exploit. And the, I think the punchline of that so really, really like is more, um, you know, for these three films, as Disney ever really exploited the Bugs Life characters? Not really. <laughs> They've exploited any yeah. other character Pixar's given them. I never really, the Bugs Life character outside of the rides at Disney World. That doesn't really exist like, anymore. Like, something that,
2: like, I wasn't proud of when I was re-watching it. Well, like, in the credits, they have, like, the credits bits. When the Bugs Life characters come on, I honestly forgot who they were supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, actually... <laughs> like, I was like, did, did I forget a Bugs scene in
1: this movie? That's, uh... <laughs> I remember saying that to Tori, like, when we talked about a Bugs Life on this podcast, we're like, what's your best memories of all Bugs Life? And I was like, honestly, it's when they appear in Toy Story 2, because I actually watched that movie. <laughs>
2: I remember, I remember it being one of the few movies. Also, I think the statue of limitations for this is over. A lot of films we've owned growing up was films we never returned to Blockbuster. <laughs> Bug's <laughs> Life was one of the movies we returned to Blockbuster, <laughs> and Bug's Life, a Bug's Life's not even bad, but like <laughs> it's no Toy Story. I knew. I knew. It's not Toy Story. We kept, you, we kept two copies of Toy Story from Blockbuster. We were awful when it came to that.
0: Do you have any Netflix DVDs that you never sent back because they switched to streaming? Uh,
2: my my mom will probably have them. Because I definitely had a bunch. I, I had like Disc 3 of The Shield. Like shit like that. <laughs> like I, I used to use Netflix DVD for a lot of TV shows. And then when instead was like, oh, here's the whole TV show. You don't have to wait for disc. I'm like, oh, fuck this. Cause like at first it was for movies a lot, but instant like I I could get why instant killed it, but I do miss the excitement of coming back home and oh new Netflix movie, you know what I mean? It kind of made checking out stuff
1: fun. You should uh you should try this cool thing yeah. that I use that's called the public library system. <laughs> What's funny
2: is like some so many people say that to me. Shout out to Kennedy, <laughs> Kennedy's a librarian. Uh, they say that to me as well. Whenever I talk about, oh, I miss having movies. fun
1: isn't hard when you've got I really a library should. card.
2: Shout out, shout out, shout out libraries. You can even rent video games from there, which I think is crazy because video games are like seventy dollars now. So like, the definitely one use thing your library. That
1: I have to complain about the Chicago library mm-hmm. system is that they only have the extended copy of Steven Spielberg's. Most infamous film, 1941. And I'm confused why I would want to watch a 30-minute longer version of that movie, even as a... Spiel- if I'm trying to be a Spielberg completionist, I'd like to just get the, the normal cut out of the way. I do not want to watch... I, sh-
2: I should I should really watch that movie. I've never seen it. I've never I've seen it. I've always been curious. No, I
1: haven't seen it either, because the only library copy, they have the extended version. I'm not going to watch... They also only have the full-screen version of Minority Report. Which I'm also not going to bother watching. Because why would I watch a cropped version of Minority reports?
2: <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you have a take on 1941,
0: Mark? I've never seen it. and never, never had any reason to like, you have check to it see out. It for the, uh, the film really, will sense. I can't sense. really think of any actors. Were the film won't make any but, sense but, if you don't back, see it. <laughs> <It's pretty yeah.
1: laughs>
2: but, 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 but back to your saying earlier, I, I think it's kind of crazy that they pulled that twist on them. Because I think Mark was even saying it. Like Toy Story 2, just even with Jesse alone... I think skyrocketed their toy sales probably. I mean, how Barbie, Barbie yeah. even being in this movie gave her even more longevity. Like what... that was like such a good advertisement
1: used as a joke as well and shit. You know. Do you know what I think? Going back to this is also kind of crazy. Even though I, I would actually have to cross-check with Toy Story One um, if he's on the box. But I realize this is the first time we also see Zerg, which is like also such a toy seller. You know
2: that's crazy because I've always just thought Zerg was in Toy Story One at some he point. He might be well, on right. the box.
1: He might be on Buzz's box. Yeah. I think he.
0: I think he says the name Zerg, but he doesn't. There is no Zerg. Yeah, that's I that's, think that's he talks about I, I just
2: I just like had a Mandela
1: effect when it came to that. Now I'm and now I'm googling Toy Story Buzz Box because <laughs> I'm curious if he's on like the back of the box in Toy Story. No, he's not. Zurg it's just, is just such... Buzz. It's just Buzz on the back. So. Zerg is such a funny character. Like, I
2: I think I might have cried laughing when the, like, stupid Buzz throws the bomb back at him. He can't catch
1: it. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I think the, it's that kind of whole funny. ending I of think, that is great. I think this movie has, like, the rare cultural reference that's hysterical, which is just Buzz going, No! <laughs> like, it is just a Actually, cultural reference, but it's just so funny to have Buzz melodramatically go, No! <laughs> So I first encountered Toy Story 2, I even mentioned this earlier, at the movie theater when I was four. I weirdly think I must have seen it around Christmas, because I feel like I remember seeing the outtakes on the movie, and they put the outtakes on the movie after it was out for a month. But I also feel like it might have been Thanksgiving, because the movie came out Thanksgiving, and 100% something we would have seen at Thanksgiving, too. All I know is that I was so hyped for this movie, Toy Story was my, even at age four, I'm well aware Toy Story was my most watched VHS tape. Uh, which would be Surpassed by Toy Story 2. I always tell myself I cried at this movie, I'm not actually sure. Uh I obviously know I felt sad with Jesse's song. I have a take on crying in this movie that I will drop later, which isn't really a take, it's just literally me saying my emotional reaction to the film. I can't really say, oh, here's my opinion on how I cried or not. Um But uh yeah, this was one of my most watched movies ever since I had along with the first one. I actually call back to an earlier episode. Tori was talking about how A Bug's Life was a way she she always would quote it to her friends, or her family. I think this is probably one of my most quoted movies as a child, or even up to now. I think there are multiple times in my life, I think my most quoted movie quote ever is me going like, I don't need to do that, I lived it! Or some some variation of that line at the end of the movie, (laughs) where he's like, I don't need to feed Zerg, I lived it! (laughs) And there are a couple other lines in here that I'm sure will pop up. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's another one that I say a lot. But that's the one that always sticks out. I'm like, oh, yeah, I repeat that all the time.
0: <laughs> that's it for me, too, is this was probably one of the first movies that I was conscious for along with Bug's Life. So it really informed a lot of my, like, how I talked when I was younger. And it's, that's actually why I liked watching it in Spanish, because i think that's that's honestly closer to how i probably first viewed it because you can kind of follow along with a lot of the dialogue but then uh like al starts talking and it's a lot of like adult jokes and it's very fast and all that's just like it doesn't make any sense so that so then there's like you can see why that would be a movie that as a kid you'd like you just pick up whatever you want from that so i think that's that's where i come from with this movie is it's probably one of those first movies that like teaches you how to talk and I think this might be something for later or for now or whatever but you talked a little bit in Toy Story and a little bit in Bugs Life this seems like a movie that has jokes written for kids and jokes written for adults separately whereas I don't feel like that was the case in Toy Story and I feel like that's a Pixar thing now too where they'll write jokes that are for one group or another and I don't know how you guys feel about that but I feel like no, that's, I, mean, like, I, I, I see that really clearly like, in Toy just Story too. About
1: yeah the star wars reference is that like <laughs> that's not a joke to kids we're like oh wow zerg's his dad but like as an adult actually yeah. having seen star wars it's like it's just hysterical that buzzes th- they're having this big drama on just an elevator shaft <laughs> like it's ludicrous yeah and then like the, like- the rex just <laughs> knocks him over and zerg's like <laughs> <laughs> it's so goofy it's great <laughs>
2: Oh uh, yeah, where like I can't, I can't necessarily remember too many lines from it, despite watching it last night. But like um, Al, <laughs> like I don't remember finding Al that funny when I was a kid. Like he was kind of just like ill, weirdo, <laughs> cheeto puffs. But like as yesterday, he probably was laughing at the most besides like Buzz. Or like, not even Buzz, like, the MVP for me is the dinosaur. I, I ain't never forget his Rex, name. Um, <laughs> Rex, Rex,
3: Rex. Rex is always the same.
2: Eric is so funny. Rex. Is, <laughs> who voices Rex? Like, it's who Wallace Shawn. Rex. Wallace
0: okay.
2: <laughs> Sean. Like, that, that's Wallace Shawn. Yeah.
1: I thought I he thought was Potato Head. Sean, no, that's man. Don Rickles. That's crazy. I don't know I if it's don't...
0: always Don Rickles.
1: No, it is. In yeah, because, like, what's oh, funny wow, is, like, okay, I knew, I knew Don
2: Rickles... Yeah, cause I, I knew Don Rickles and um, Wallace Shaw were in the cast, but I didn't know that th- that was who they voiced. But Rex is great, but like Al fucking kills me. Like I don't know why, but there's so much. Like even just the, the like at the end, which honestly makes no fucking sense. Like the end, we were we talking about scene. the ending. <laughs> I mean, the,
1: ending is, the ending is so amazing. I <laughs> would just does not like, care like, anymore. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, no, like it make because the reason why it makes no sense is like so. Alona said something. I watched it with Alona yesterday, uh, my partner, and like she she said some shit that, that was hilarious that I didn't think about because uh, like when you watch this film and what I think this film does that's amazing for me is that it kind of puts me back in the spot of like feeling, like, youthful, of being excited by, like, just, like, thrills like this and forgetting about the roses breaking to let thrills like this, like, function. Which is kind of magic of movies. It's like you, like, not letting the detachment of reality be uh, a matter to you or whatever. But, like, what's great about Alona is that she's, like, so glued to reality where she's always able to, like, point out, like, a, a funny plot hole and just uh, thing of, like, that's not how that works. Where, uh, <laughs> Toy Story 2, so that killed me is, um so like when they escape the plane they leave the thing open and she's like that could make the plane blow up and
3: like I just couldn't stop thinking Is about the poison if, they, okay?
2: if, they, if they I just couldn't stop thinking about where instead of the plane cause like you know how like how a second plane passes by them and then Woody's like let's go home like um, if the plane just blew up and we ended the stand, like that would so that funny let's really go let's
3: awesome. go home <laughs> 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 let <Just go>, <laughs>
2: I just couldn't kind of stop laughing, thinking about, shit, what if the plane does get delayed or something or fucked over, where Al being in the chicken suit was so funny to me at the end, because I'm just like, how the fuck did he make it back that fast? Like, it's only been a couple of days. <laughs> well, my favorite bit about the ending is always
1: the idea of, that, oh, oh he's commercial. got to record another commercial, <laughs> where he's just the president, <laughs> has the exact same content of his previous commercials. Or <laughs> right, no, nah, we're going to run it anyway. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, what
3: the fuck?
1: Like, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, just... like, the ending of this movie, in a lot of regards, it just does not care. If it's like, it's just like, wouldn't it be funny if we did this? Like, just, like who cares? <laughs> you and I think mean, that with all the good, like, it's great that the ending does not care about stuff. Like, that. it does not care. Like, yeah, Toy horse can definitely catch up with a movie play. Sure, why not? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the toys oh, can shoot. drive
2: a car, it's why so not? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god Even speaking of like the car scene I was crying at like Just like, th- cause I forgot How funny the traffic cone scene is <gasps> Ow, like, I definitely they went, throw like throw so many jokes hilarious. in there <laughs> So many jokes, where like Where the potato head joke I love is that It's kind of an editing cheat Like the editing, and where, where like he's stuck on the gum Like, they I swear to god, you can check the frames he is in the middle of that goddamn barrel that's rolling at him. But they literally just say, oh, nobody's going to remember. And they just put him right at the
3: end.
2: Like, after he gets off.
1: One thing I really love about that scene, and I know this time, that's that has nothing new to do with the scene, is the comedic conceit of it is clearly they were pitching and they're like, what if we just had the toys walk around in traffic coats and everyone ludicrously followed along with them, trying to avoid notes? and then and the reason i think even more that this watch is i noticed at the end when the toys are driving the car there's a shot of them just running over traffic coats. like they're like clearly on the front of the screen they're just running on traffic coats. and it's like well there you go
2: like it's insane it's so good like I Also, I just remembered I had a second Buzz toy. They had, like, a Traffic Code Buzz Lightyear toy that I had. Where I was just, like, ducking one. That's so
1: great. Uh, yeah, where
2: I'm glad I had that toy.
1: Julius, I don't know if... Did you ever answer, like, how you first encountered this movie? I mean, I kind of did
2: when I was just talking about First Encounter Pixar. But, but pretty much, just, like, similar to you guys, it's one of the first movies that I, like, all out remember seeing in a theater. Because, like, Rugrats, Reg- the movie, is, like, probably the earliest I remember... But Toy Story 2 is probably second. And, like, it's kind of funny hearing you say it at Christmas. Because I remember it just being, like, a sunny-ass day. Like, that's one of the weird childhood memories you have around an event. Where I remember it being sunny as shit when I saw it. And then, like, being a completely nighttime when we left. Where it it's was a very weird. stark memory. It's very weird. Um, but, like... Uh, oh, sorry, go but, on. What was it? But, yeah. But, no, like, uh, it, was, it immediately blew me away as a kid. Like, I saw it so many times where... I was literally hogging the the VHS like literally people people would come by and like try to borrow the movies and tapes and stuff. I would never give that one up. Now like, Julius,
1: since you brought up the VHS, we have to ask because we talked about this earlier about the VHS of Toy Story Two. Is uh, do you remember not just the Luxo Jr. short being on the VHS, but more importantly the Woody's Roundup <laughs> music video that will play after the movie? <laughs> Make yeah. sure you stay after that's, the movie, for the Woody's run.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I literally forgot, I remember that voice clip, but I do not remember the music video at all. Where I'm gonna watch that after we're done.
0: Do you remember it was like, a, it was like three actual dudes who were like in a country band, that would that's, like sing.
2: That's hilarious, I don't think, you guys might have just unlocked it into my mind, tried to block off.
3: <laughs>
2: this creepy old man just singing about Woody. <laughs> Oh my god, I remember this. What the fuck?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's okay. That's hey,
1: if you're, if you're weirded out with this, just realize. Last week on this podcast, I had someone remember the taste of what a Happy Meal toy was in their mouth—a blast piece of plastic. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I wanted to say oh, one th- shit, but
1: uh, oh sorry.
2: I no, uh, like uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. Like, uh, I mean, Sunday I was gonna bring up, what you kind of already did with like talking about your great point of like how. This was one of the first movies of like that had jokes for kids and jokes for adults. The like the 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 dumb twist of Zorg being Buzz's dad, despite it's <laughs> it's not a plot point, it's a joke. But like when I was a kid, I like y'all, I didn't see Star Wars yet, or at least didn't remember it. So when I like one one day there was like a new kid at my uh in my grade school, I think it was like fourth grade. I still haven't watched Star Wars at that point, and like this kid was like. Like just doing the I am your father voice, like dumb little kid jokes where you just say a line and it's funny for some reason. And he kept doing that joke, like, I am your father. And then he would go and he'd be like, No! And me and everybody will laugh. I just always thought it was a Toy Story 2 reference, where I was like, ha he's doing he's doing Zorg and uh, Buzz. Until I, t- I was like, what are you talking about?
1: That's the biggest failure of the new Lightyear movie, is that Zorg is a Buzz is I wanted to say- It's good lore. I wanted to say one more thing about my experience with the movie, because I realized it's something that I should say. Um... Well, it's not even it, when I when I word it like that, it sounds like it's something ominous. It's actually something uh, very to uh, quote someone we were talking about earlier in this podcast, who's famous for three colors, blue. Nicole Kidman, the magic of the movies is, I think, probably my earliest memory of like being like completely mesmerized by a movie. Is you know sitting in the theater, excited for this, and then it opens with the ridiculously over the top Pixar logos. Which a guy was like, Oh my gosh, it's time for Toy Story 2. And then it opens with Buzz, my favorite character, like on a space mission. I'm just like, (laughs) Ah! Like, oh yeah, like, every kid in the the audience screaming with joy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the opener is such a classic. Where something I didn't even realize until this watch is how many sci fi jokes are in there. Like, it's like, it's referencing classics left and right, which I think is just like, one of those things you pick up as an adult viewer, which is fun for it too.
1: It's one of those things where, like, again, it's like when you see Star Wars the first time, you're like, that's ripping off Toy Story 2. When I see 2001, I'm like, why are they using music from Toy Story 2? <laughs> like.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I even, like, they even think about, like, the platforms play that song is, like, supposed to be a 2001 reference.
1: Yeah. And it's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's just good. And, like, you the I same know, laser sound as Star Wars. I caught that too. Like, the same pew! Uh, type of thing.
2: Also, I feel like I think Toy Story 2 is the first movie that I encountered the THX sound for.
1: <laughs> Scary
0: sound.
2: Yeah, like that, that sound still is like ingrained in my head. I think it's that movie that caused it.
0: Did it play like at the at, at like the beginning of the DVD of Toy Story 2 or the VHS? I don't know.
2: In the theater. Yeah. Like I remember it playing in the, in the theater. Oh,
0: I never, I didn't see it. Because the isn't THX theater?
2: like a speaker thing or what is THX even?
1: It was a sound system. Now it's it. like.
0: THX is usually the. Was the raindrop around that time. No it wasn't. Yeah. I no, think. it
1: wasn't. It was the, the THX. Oh stuff. really? It was like the thing. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking was. I know what that about. is.
0: I don't know why I said something that is some other Lucasfilm thing. Um Yeah. I don't and know. And to
1: speak about the opening, I wanted to say, um, I think there's something about so Toy Story One
0: Which also
2: Oh is that just 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 a quick question. Does Lightyear ever capture any of that momentum that the opener has?
0: Never, no. that was that's, that's crazy because like even when I was watching it, I was
2: like, oh, sorry."
0: No, I mean that's just it. Is like the opener of Toy Story Two is a better Lightyear movie.
1: We're also covering a better Lightyear movie on this
0: podcast.
2: <laughs> all it had to do was be that opener, but ninety minutes. Like that's crazy that they could not even just do that.
0: I don't know if you know anything about Lightyear, but it's actually <laughs> it is actually not a space action movie. It's like a hard sci-fi movie.
2: What are you talking about? It's not a space adventure? <laughs> no, it's just it's set
0: on no. one planet. I don't that's, know, just read the synopsis. And of there's it. no aliens. There's no You're aliens involved. Really...
2: How the fuck cause- Oh like, wait, that's I'm not true. Not there is alien confused, vegetation in it.
1: But just alien trees. Now I'm more
2: confused because like uh like for a site that I won't name I had to edit a video interview for them with the director of Lightyear, and he kept saying the dumb quote in there. Uh, it's like, it's the movie that Andy saw that made him want to buy the Buzz movie or a toy and some shit. And like, um, and he kept saying it was like his Star Wars. I don't know how a movie that's set on one planet can be the Star Wars of
1: anything. Like, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's much more
0: like interstellar, but like they don't go anywhere.
1: I, I want to say, because we've talked about... well. We're talking about Pixar, you have to talk about the improvement of quality of computer animation. Um, and, you know, Toy Story and a Bug's Life, I will moments where they don't look good. And this, obviously, like, Al and a lot of the extras don't necessarily look that great up close. But I think this... Is- yeah. I think
0: Al does okay. I think the I think, extras think are Al really stum- what's rough. No, I mean, that's my point. It's like, I think Al is good. Al does exactly what he needs to do. I think a lot yeah. of the extras when they, like, do that close-up of the driver of the, like, airplane taxi yeah. or whatever it's called... Like that's a little funky, but I think Al's like Al's great. Al's like a cartoon. But, I think yeah, that really nailed like, Al. Al is
2: like I feel like the first time Pixar really nailed a human design, where like I don't know where I think I they even like ref- reference that design even with their more modern stuff now, but like uh, which just most just due to him being exaggerated in so many ways like he's he's a character made of shapes well but um
1: what i wanted to say was the opening of this movie starts with that really cool like meteor like thing where it's like you see all the little rocks going on its own and then also later on the big effect to me in this movie is actually the dust on wheezy i think that looks really good mm -hmm. but what i wanted to say very specifically is that i feel like this is the first movie especially because it's a video game sequence where it's like we got to get video games to start looking as good as this movie Cause like a bug's life and Toy Story, they looked fine, but this is like, oh yeah, we want a Buzz ge- like, and we finally have reached there. Obviously, mean, I think we probably reached there in the PS3 age, right? Uh, like to make a of movie why. that looks We're like in
0: PS5 now. Oh well, then We're PS4.
1: No, Sorry.
2: Yeah, definitely. PS4 age, we probably- me, me, like, I would say, I would say PS3 definitely was like at the level of like, it looks like you're playing a Pixar game. Yeah, well, but it very much did set like a standard for 3D gaming. I do, I do kind of like you. Bringing up that angle because I was on awesome that
1: Me and a lot of friends would compare video game graphics too. Like it's like the opening you know, of Toy Story Two. It's like this is supposed to be a video game. Why does my video game look like this? You know. Yeah. I remember that very like that was my attitude too growing up. Is like I'm playing Banjo Kazooie. It looked like it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look like Toy Story Two. Like what? What's up? Why does his yeah, game look way what's... better than mine? <laughs> what <laughs>
2: Yeah, because what's crazy is like video games were still so polyangle at that point. Like,
1: motherfuckers still had
2: corners I mean, shit. It's chants. like
1: an SNES controller, they used to play it, which is really funny too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. How like, like it's. For
2: you. How do you even play that game without an analog stick? <laughs> like, it's such a funny, world breaking thing. Like, a good opener. Uh, the, the, the joke of Rex with uh he, his arms are too short to use both
1: buttons. <laughs> Rex in general, yeah, he's like the MVP of this movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Rex is great. Another thing that stands out to me at the beginning of this movie in particular, really, not really to do with this movie, but how this movie subtly sets up, like, rules of the world that they can use later on in 3 and 4 to really good effect, which, well, one thing that stands out is, like, the Mr. Potato Head using his eye to, like, look into Al's area. Because he doesn't do that in the first movie, like, detach his eye and... Look around, which is like a major plot point in three that Mrs. Potato Head loses her leaves her eye behind. And of course they do the whole like tortilla-shaped thing. But mm-hmm. the other thing that I was really thinking about, particularly with the Potato Heads, is the really brilliant casting of Estelle Harris in what is a ridiculously small role in this movie, but that allows her to have a big role in three because she was in this. <laughs> Cause she's like Really great casting for Mrs. Potato Head because her and Don Rickles oh, like her- are not in this movie a lot to ever, but it's so memorable when they are.
2: Oh, yeah, like she's immediately like a standout. Like, I can't imagine Miss Potato Head sound like anybody else. <laughs> it's,
1: it's literally like, how can we Don Rickles' energy with someone who will like tame him? All right, let's go with Estelle Harris. What? It's like, yeah, brilliant choice. Like,. <laughs> Well,
2: what's funny is like I had I had my uh, I have like a dumb memory of my dad calling her George's mom because she plays his mom in uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, Where, like I've always kind of had like that memory interlocked of those two. Did, did he call Al is, Newman? She's great in it, huh?
1: Did he call Al Newman? Yeah, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, ahead. which
2: is which is why I think it's kind of funny is that like you can tell the guys really like Seinfeld because I think the jokes are remind me of a lot of the humor in there.
0: Yeah. Is it a good movie overall? Yeah. Like, like, can we talk about it structurally? It's a brilliant yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, like that, that's, not, that's I'm reading. Uh, I said that like very right, uh, aggr- aggressively. I think, but I, I mean, I'm like, just reading nah. it. for the record. Now. This is the best Toy well, Story like, movie like, in my book. In my opinion, yeah, no, I agree.
2: Like, like something because even with like looking at looking at it now as like because like I'm 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 currently 26, so like um, looking at this movie at this age, it's made me kind of like realize that because like. I feel like the more you grow up, if you're into movies, the more you have the temptation to be pessimistic about very hollywood the things like sequels, where to me it's kind of like a fucking miracle that, like, a sequel like this exists that, like, chooses to level up and expand on every great aspect of the original without losing that magic but even making it, like, bigger for the viewer and stuff. Like, it, it's, it's really a miracle where, like, I think, I mean, my hot take is I'll always kind of say... The best Pixar movie is either Toy Story Two or Toy Story. Why well, I feel like those two like formulas—they're definitely the formulas for Pixar, but like they're still the standard for me. Like they're able to pull off that like crowdy like appeal, but still like have like really smart and well-written stories to go with
1: it. I remember I don't. This is probably something someone pointed out to me like way back, like in middle school or high school. Like, but the increase in skill of this movie is really insane if you think about it because. Really, when Buzz and Slinky and all those guys go just from the house to, like, across, before they cross the street, that is pretty much the entire span of Toy Story 1. And we don't even see it. We don't (laughs) even see them really walk it. It's really just the scene where they're walking on the street and Buzz is, like, standing in front of the American flag. That is the entire scope of Toy Story 1. This, is like, you know, they go to a toy store. Obvious choice for this. They go to an apartment, which is cool because they have to climb the elevator. And they go to an airport at the end. Like, the scale is so much larger physically. And then, of course, emotionally, this is just, like, such a more mature beast. Oh,
2: definitely. Where something that I'm not proud of, and I know you're going to hate me for this, Danny. But, like, I didn't really get the hype of that Jesse song until I was way older.
0: I mean... No, I mean, I, like, same like, for I, me, I, honestly. This like, when I was a kid, like, wow. I just thought
2: it was a boring part. Like, I was just like, what is, like... Sorry sorry to just be this blunt about me as a kid. I but, think, like, I was just like, what is this girly stuff well, where... Of course, like, my sister loved it, and, and logically, everybody loved it. Like, it's a great, great scene and stuff. But I remember that being a part that I was surprised at, like, I didn't really think about, like, as a huge highlight for the film until I was way older.
1: Well, you know? I I think it's really interesting to me. I'm curious... Because, Mark, did you say that was your reaction to as a kid? Uh, like, okay, yeah. so I'm curious off of that, did you guys actually. Because I don't think I cried at it as a kid. I think. Okay, did you guys like Jesse? That's the point I want to make. Did you guys like Jesse as a kid? Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I thought Jesse okay. was so cool. I mean, I like I remember digging, it, like, yeah. as a kid. Like, I mean, I never was like. I definitely won't say that, like, oh, I, I was one of those kids that hated girls. But no, like, Jesse was awesome. Okay. Like, I loved how humored she was. And, like, it also just said that, like, even came out more in this viewing of it I love that the movie never ever ever implies that her and Woody can have any like intimacy in their chemistry But I just never is a boner joke at the children's buzz <laughs> <laughs> which I'm like yeah. What the yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but well that's with
2: buzz but but like but like i kind of like that they never give into that temptation either way which oh my god it would Speaking be of be weird just, they're very brother most, or sister speak, you know great brother or sister where we're like i love the whole play fight they have like where jesse's literally trying to tear off his other arm <laughs> despite he's already missing one but like um, <laughs> but like speaking of intimacy in this film, I was I forgot like how strong the shit is between Bo Peep and Woody in the beginning. Well that's why like, you gotta watch dialogue, Toy Story Four. Yeah, that's is is. Very <laughs>
0: sensual. That's like what, you- what the fuck? Well I mean yeah, go back to Toy Story One 2. Like us rewatching that, that made me realize there's more of it in Toy Story. Those are very adult jokes, what I, I think.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Like, Bo Peep literally only talks in a Marilyn Monroe voice in those two movies. Is it
1: is it weird that the <laughs> I main I, I thought about Bo Peep from this one it has nothing to do with her? Because she, she does more in the first one. But it was like, huh, all right. This is where my... I had a co-worker when we saw Toy Story 4. Their reaction was like, you know, always as a kid, I thought Buzz and Woody should get together. And then we get that line where Buzz is like, I don't think we'll feel the same coming from me. And I'm like... Is that where this came from? His boss saying he's gonna kiss Woody <laughs> when when he sees him <laughs>
2: Oh man. What's funny is you could definitely probably find a sea of fan art that none of us would even have thought existed until now. Oh of that. They
1: definitely uh, they definitely did find that fan art. <laughs> uh, we talked like, I remember talking about, about it when we saw Toy Story 4. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to come on when we talk about Toy Story 4, but that's a long time from now so I haven't even bothered
0: asking. Uh, Excuse me. Actually, I didn't make a note about the singing. I wrote that the singing scene, wow, I'm amazed that this emotional thing is in the middle of this movie because it's like so strong. Oh wait. I and have, and so it, I, it
2: like really it it, it well, really I, like makes you realize how much of a strong character Jessie is cuz like she's never pivoted as like a third protagonist for the movie I would say, but it's kind of crazy to have a movie like this that's already as short as it is sets aside time to like let us like get that much into the backstory of what's pretty much a new side character what? where I kind of like wish like yeah. more movies would have like the interest to do that with a side character in that way to me it's like the equivalent of like if for the new for the for the last Blade Runner movie if like uh Joy's character had like a, a back a flashback sequence like that for example
1: I realized the point I was trying to make about Jesse's song I never actually made originally Which is just that I think this scene is important because to me, I don't think I would like Jesse as a kid without this scene, even if I didn't cry at it. Because this is a scene that, as Julia said, it sets aside time for us to be like, no, here's why you should care about this person who might be singing like a jerk to Woody. And you're like, even if you don't cry at it or have like a big emotional response to it, you're like, oh, okay, now I have that empathy for her. And I understand why she is other than just being afraid of living in a box. Um and the and living really grounds, is really too. <laughs> and, and it and it
2: really grounds yeah. that like reality that the toys are kind of escaping from in all three movies. The like whole thing of being abandoned, where she really like sells the horror of that. And not even like the horror of like being abandoned, but having to live with that experience. And then yeah. letting it turn you into a bitter and paranoid person, you know? Yeah. Like just she's she's a great character where what I kind of hate just I I, I haven't seen Toy Story three and maybe I would say ten years at this point now. Like I feel like last time I saw it was college, so maybe less than that. But like I don't remember jesse having anything as strong as that in that movie. Which is Toy Story three is a very busy film. Like it, it thinks it's the final chapter of this story, so it obviously can't make much time for everyone. But it's just Still great that Toy Story two set that, that time aside for her. <laughs> But yeah, like, I still don't know what 4 could do that's worse. Um, so yeah, you're
0: right. Wait, I do want to... It doesn't feel like the definitive end of... The Toy Story 4 definitely feels like a coda. They're taking they're care of some loose ends, um, I think, in 4. it doesn't. I feel will like say,
1: good... okay. if you wanted a good follow-up for Jessie, the only good follow-up they did, in my opinion, was the Halloween special. Because <laughs> she's the main character of the Halloween special they did. And the Halloween special is way better than the Christmas special they did. The Halloween special was fun. Like it's like a I don't murder. think I've seen any I of the specials. I, I never, wish I knew I that it had that. specials. It might be on Disney. It's called Toy Story of Terror. It's like a the toys start disappearing at a hotel they go to, and Jessie like has to crawl around in the vents to find them, and it's like claustrophobia, obviously, because she she can't do that, you know.
2: Uh, I'll def- I'll definitely check that out because that's even like kind of making me realize that I mean it's, it's probably irresponsible to use this term. For her character, but it's definitely, like, I feel like for a lot of kids growing up and watching this, it's probably their first, like, instance of seeing a character suffering from PTSD, potentially. Because, like, she's definitely a character that's, like, suffering from some sense of trauma that was stemming from her abandonment, but it could have possibly grown into that, from what you're telling me with this uh, Halloween special.
3: Yeah. Uh- it's just,
2: like, Jesse's just a really well-written character, for someone who never had like her own spin-off. Because I feel like if Toy Story 2 was
1: made today, there would probably be a Jesse Disney Plus show. Hey, hey, don't give them any ideas. They're going to probably make like Jesse starring, I don't know, Scarlett Johansson or something like that. <laughs> Just...
0: Well, I, I, what, <laughs> I think the song is, and what you mentioned about the PTSD is such a, it's a, it's a lesson in good writing because we kind of learned that stinky pete has his own stuff going on because he doesn't want to be alone because he's not worth anything without woody and that is purposefully underwritten i think and if you were like doing a reading of this and then you're in class and you're like what do you remember oh jesse has a really strong motivation and stinky pete doesn't but he does it's just it's in one or two lines where she gets a whole song i just think that's a that was something that's that's something that sticks out to me now from like a writing perspective uh, you know you give you give your antagonists different weight
1: i yeah i was gonna say yeah, i remember i I'm, oh, sorry no i was gonna say i think it's interesting that we keep talking about this kind of in the way of like if this was made today this is how it do because we can actually see how this was made today and i don't want to talk about too much because we'll do a full episode on it with toy story 3 <laughs> even though yeah toy story 3 is now 12 years old which is insane uh <laughs> we're old uh but um in toy story 2 we get that it's not a song but we get that backstory flashback of lotso so it is allotted to the villain instead of like a side character
0: um, oh yeah, yeah definitely i just mean Where... about the amount of time that each character gets shows you about who they want you to pay attention to it's just it's it's like if we were talking about spielberg's directing you could talk about that it's like this is just a writing thing that i think is neat because you have these two characters whose backstories we need to understand to know why they want woody to stick around but we get them in different ways yeah
2: uh, yeah definitely we're like, like, like speaking film. we're speaking of sneaky p i remember that just like being for me like, just one of the first, like, twists, I guess, I experienced as a kid. It's not really a twist. It is or the origin anymore. of the twist for villain.
1: It feels like the origin of, like, you know, Hector or, like, you know, like, any of the Disney yeah, twist Yeah, because, like, for me
2: as a kid, I I I just guess I never really... Because, you know, when you watch a lot of Disney films uh, growing up, I don't know why this happens, but, like, I always just kind of assume the outsider of whatever society they're looking into in narratives like this that's going to be, like, the main villain. That's going to be the antagonist where are always, like, blew me away as a child whenever it's just like... Actually, no. I know the toy is really the manipulator of all the bad things happening to the hero where Sticky Pete, Mm -hmm. while I agree with Mark, that, like, considering how much effort they put in for Jesse, they definitely don't do as much for Sticky Pete. But I still feel like Sticky Pete gets to be a strong villain just on the fact that, like, I don't really think any of us saw that coming growing up. Like, him, like, just actually being... Like... It's definitely foreshadowed, but it's just like I, I never thought the idea of him going outside the box being a thing until it happened. You know,
1: I definitely think the uh, though the ending is um for him, not not him with the Barbie. I think him with the Barbie is great. I've always loved that. That's one of those lines that I do like. I quote a lot of when I was like, "She's an artist." Like I would say, that. I don't know when it would come up. I do have any. I don't. To, I don't know why,
2: that. but that that line always scared me because I've always thought the f- stuff on her face. Looks so freaky as a kid. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I got that, too, watching this. I was like, <laughs> But, like, to be like, yeah. Oh, wait, this doesn't scare me anymore, is it? But
1: <laughs> to be like, you know, what I was saying earlier, I kind of like how the third act doesn't really care about some things. I love how it's like, oh, no, Woody's cornered by Stinky Pete. How are they going to save Woody? Uh let's just have him attack him with cameras. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll have to find some camera equipment. Like, it's what? so great! It's so it's great because no I remember, like, literally thirty seconds prior, they're like, "Say cheese,"
2: <laughs> and like, that's it. I, and I, goes, I, <laughs> and that's it. Like, that's something that, like, even with the third act, I love about like this has easily just one of the best just climax sequences ever of any movie. Like the. It's Everything impressive because airport, I still don't think it's as good as Toy Story exactly. 1, but
1: it's still great. <laughs> it's still- oh yeah,
2: it's still great. It's, it's, it's great on its own level. And like um, Where I remember just loving the cameras coming back up in that way. Because I remember forgetting, like, oh, what the fuck is in the in, is not a suitcase that they're hunting after? And I was like, cameras, what are you going to do with that? Where it's just... I love how that twist can kind of just make you forget because you're so into the pacing of it all, which I think is just another trait to just, like, how well edited the movie is, is that regardless of how much you rewatch it, you kind of—the the, the stakes are revealed to you again. It's a movie you know?
1: that, to me, I always forget—as a movie, I watched so much as a child. Like, you know, Toy Story, Toy Story 1, I, can, I know exactly what each scene follows each scene. This movie is one where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we cut back to Buzz now? Oh, we cut back to Woody now? Like— and it's, oh, it always makes sense in the context of the film. But it's always like, I don't remember when I cut back to it originally. Can I jump back quick to the song? Because I did have one other point I wanted to make about the song that isn't about the song. Was about yeah, it was meant to pivot somewhere it. else. Which like, is like that, I, think, I
2: think the song is like, it's the big secrets of the movie. Where if we talk about
1: it a bunch, it's fine. <laughs> well, but the thing about the song is, I'm not actually going to talk about the song with like this. Which is that, uh, you know, there was a phase in time, you know, as a child. Where I don't know if I cried the song or not. Then there was a phase where I definitely cried the song. And this time and the last time I've I've watched this movie, I like... Maybe single tear at the song. But then later on, when Woody's watching You Got a Friend in Me on the TV, I just start bawling. And I don't really know why. But that's what really hit... Like, that epiphany Woody has when he's watching and just seeing this kid walk up to the other version of himself and hug him while the puppet version of him is just still smiling and singing. is just like... It really just gets me. Uh... And, like, you know, you also get the cutaway to Buzz hearing the song, too. And it's, like, he's, like, he's dejected because, like, his friend is leaving. And, like, that, to me, the fact that that sequence makes me cry in a way is more impressive because the song, I feel like, is designed, in a sense, to get, like, Jesse's song is designed to get you to sob. But, like, this is more, like, no, this is just the emotional, the, the epiphany of Woody's character and his arc. And it just always gets me in a way the other movie's epiphany sequences do not. And I say that, like, with pretty much... Any well, The only way picks up I can think of the the epiphany scene that like, gets me is Coco. And that's because the Coco epiphany scene is, like, him realizing that Hector's related to him.
0: Which oh, is, yeah. it's only like,
1: barrel of emotions,
0: too. And it's weird, too, because it's like... You just said Coco epiphany scene, and I felt, like, the little, like... <gasps> like in my eyes i Mm -hmm. I can't deal with that right now yeah but
1: like it's a great scene but even me thinking the thing is to me is like i realized right before it happened i was like oh yeah this seems coming up that like the last time i watched this it made me really sob (laughs) and i completely forget about it every time but it's like i don't know why it always just really hits me and then of course the ending hits me too when he's like oh we'll be with you to infinity and beyond woody uh when like and because the thing is it's it's not really what Woody or Buzz say. It's Andy making the joke about how he'll be driving the car soon. And it's so innocent. But, like, you know exactly what's running through Woody and Buzz's head when they hear it. It's like, he's right. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they will be driving it soon enough.
2: <laughs> and, that, and that's kind of what's yeah. great about this movie that I think... That I can't even remember, remember if one solves the issue for the characters. Is that, like, this movie makes it more clear than ever that they don't need to be incensed it on like you know always mattering to Andy always being important to Andy because as long as they got each other that's enough where like this community that they all create with each other recognizing each other beyond their differences it's just like it's a really great thing because I think it's like cool that we had a movie like this growing up that was so based around solidarity and having such a like vast and diverse cast of characters you know especially in design, who all have, like, their own purposes, too. Like, where I love that, like, the gang that Buzz rounds up to, like, uh, go save Woody, all of them have, like, their own standout thing that specifically is to their character.
1: What's I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember, what was Slinky's in this movie? Because I know in the first movie, it's like, really obvious. Like,
2: I remember, what, one thing I was scared of, because Slinky's, like, I had so many Slinky toys as a kid that just were destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> where, Slinky
1: dog is really terrible for a what, Slinky toys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
2: Where when Slinky King is getting pulled apart during the luggage thing, I felt. I oh, yeah, that's what it, reason. Yeah. yeah like, I, don't, I don't know why. But he has like other stuff too that I just can't necessarily remember too Whoa. well. But one bit that I loved that the, that the. I hate that I can't remember his name, but like uh, the pig character. Ham,
1: yeah. Ham.
2: Yeah, Ham. I, I mm-hmm. didn't remember it was just Ham. But like. Um, he I love that I love the dumb bit they include that's dated now of just like him uh speeding through the channels on the t v because that's literally how I used to channel surf as a kid where I hate that like there's no remnant of that in today's society like we do not channel surf anymore, but yeah, good bit
1: now, I do think we should talk about uh buzz and by buzz, I both mean. Buzz and belt buzz Or whatever we want to call the other buzz <laughs> Cause I think cause I mentioned this briefly when we talked about Toy Story 1 Which is that Toy Story 2 is interesting in the sense that I think it's the only movie Of the three that actually gives us Buzz Lightyear Our Buzz Lightyear as a true Deuteragonist or whatever you want to say like The co-protagonist of the movie like, Cause he leads his entire like upper storyline Cause yeah, you know in Toy Story yeah. 1 He is It's him and Woody but it is Woody's story You know and in three, he doesn't he gets brainwashed for most of the movie. And then in four, I know you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, but he's just an idiot the entire film. Um But like in two, Arbus has like such a like good story where he like and this goes back to that scene I was talking about earlier that actually makes me cry all the time now, is like he repeats back the you are a toy thing to Woody. And in other like sequels, whenever they do that, it feels like so like cheap and chintzy. But here it's like, Whoa, like, yeah, that's how far he's developed. Yeah from the first and of course you also get that great moment like you where you literally see how far he's developed when he pushes the helmet on the upper buzz and it just immediately solves oh, that entire plot line yeah
2: like like that bit is so incredible <laughs> like where i even love that he doesn't even care about zorg being there <laughs> like that is fully stupid buzz's concern where yeah where where buzz's I, I forgot what i was gonna say but like i, I do love that bit where he he fake suffocates over the helmet. <laughs>
1: I is but the thing is, this movie does still have its cake in it too, in the sense that every Toy Story movie has this delusional buzz joke. But this, I think, is the most creative take on it they found. So I don't. I, mean, I haven't watched Toy Story three in a while. I feel like the Spanish buzz bits might be dated. um But like, I think everything here with the the belt buzz is really really funny. But moreover, it's like oh, he's really yeah, like, not like in the something... movie that much. Like he is there, but he's not there a lot. You always think he's oh, yeah, in it no.
2: he is. Yeah, because, like, something... I just remember what I was going to say. Like, a, a thing I forgot about, which goes back to just, like, how funny this movie is, which is a... I don't know, just an element that I forget about a lot with it because, like, for a lot of blockbusters, it's either it's funny or, if it, or it's really good action, where it's really both. When it's both, it's usually John Wick. But, like, with Toy Story 2, like, it's, like, so many good comedy bits just because his character's are jerks. Like, I think jerks is one of the (laughs) easiest, like, thing to build jokes out of, because as long as the insult is witty, and we don't like who they're insulting, you can get a good laugh. And, like, I love how sick the whole gang is of belt buzz. Like, at one point, I I think it's Mr. Potato who says, let's like I forget what he says, but he says something about when they go back home. Like I don't remember. Yeah,
1: like out. we're gonna like I don't remember what it is either, but it's like we're gonna kill him. <laughs> they literally just—it's not, it's not exactly that, but it's like we're just gonna kill this guy when we get home.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. We're like we're like it, it's such a great thing that I forget about just like how. All of these guys are dicks. And that's honestly what they all bond off of with Woody, for example. And with, that Woody is pretty much their head bully.
1: What I think is great about that with also the utility belt buzz is that you introduce the utility belt buzz to the others. They immediately don't see a difference. It's like, yeah, okay, he's a jerk. We're so used to people. Like, like I one, <laughs> yeah. the, one line I always remember because it was in all the apps. Like, it was like the trailer joke for this movie. I distinctly remember it because it was on all VHS tapes. was like Buzz going, use your head but I don't want to use... It's like, they don't even bat an eye at that. Like, of course Buzz is just going to ram oh, Rex yeah, no. against the wall. <laughs> that's
0: like Rex, Rex has every joke that's like perfectly written for Rex.
2: I dig I <laughs> like... Jurassic I think Park
1: reference is also so good as an adult. Can I just leave it?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, I could not... Another point where I just was crying, which I did a lot for this movie watching last night, it's just so fucking funny... I think it's so dumb the way he beats Zurich <laughs> Like he's trying he to around. run away,
3: and he just turns around.
2: <laughs> also, <laughs> we're like, you sh- you shouldn't even really care because it's a fight between two minor characters, but it gives Rex just that dumb joke to complete his character arc. Like that's all That's it. I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we get the great payoff afterwards, like to like like. Like the writer's like, how are we going to get the other buzz out of this movie? Then and he doesn't he won't go back with Andy. He's like, I just want to play catch my dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I do so one dumb. of the, you know, it worked. It, yeah. They, they wrap it up however they need to. I think that's a little like, oh, well it's like Alan, the chicken costume again. It's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get this. We need to get this. Done.
2: <laughs> like, let's get the fuck out but of here. Good. I love it. It's so good. Like, it's so good.
1: Um, and then the other bit with Buzz, <laughs> with the utility bump Buzz, that always cracks me up is him going like, we're just going to let go of this wall right now. <laughs> and just just how brilliant, like, as a kid, you're just laughing at the slapstick of it. But as an adult, you realize just how brilliant it is of that, like, he lands on the other toy, so he thinks he's still flying up there. <laughs> and then he just hops yeah. off them. He's like, oh, yeah, I just landed. <laughs>
2: and also, another a, a funny callback that I think like it, we we were just talking about like how Toy Story well you were just talking about how Toy Story two couldn't have been made today, but like it's just like another thing that came to mind when it comes to like if it was though the hypothetical, the aliens come back, but like they're it, it's it's crazy how it doesn't take away from the film at all because <laughs> most the of the potato times, had a
1: great joke,
2: <laughs> it just like they're just used for a great joke like even Buzz being annoyed at them appearing again it's funny <laughs> where. <laughs> Like I I I love just like how well this film is able to bring them back without making it feel like it's like some dumb cheap fan service because they because I remember like as a kid we all did those guys voices like they were big yeah like, I even had toys of those guys but like it's just funny just like forgetting them because like the movie lets them remain a bit rather than making them into like a huge part of the
1: sequel. Do you know what the the trailer for this, the teaser trailer for this movie was? It was just those yeah. guys going oh. Two and they played the boys are back in town <laughs> with Woody and Buzz going. Boys' story two, huh?
2: <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's good.
0: That you know, something about Buzz with the belt. I was just thinking, you know, you get these memories rewatching it that you had as a kid, and you're not sure where they come from. I was trying to figure out, and this is a serious thing. That belt gives me like the idea that it would be like good to eat. <laughs> What? (laughs) No, like, like it looks, it just has that look about it. And I was trying to think, and I was, I wonder if it's because. We talk about DK so much on this this.
1: podcast.
0: (laughs) Sorry, Bart. Well, that's another thing that was going on in our lives. But it it has a very friendly color and a texture. And I think, I wonder if it's, you know, around this, around probably the time that I watched it, was, which was not in theaters, I think. Well, yeah, you're younger than us, aren't you? Like, I was like three. Yeah you know um but like probably watch it on dvd and i think this is around the time of attack of the clones attack attack of the clones time they did this thing where they released uh gogurts with the um like they looked like lightsabers (laughs) and i think the vibe that i got was that it looked like it had the same filling as the gogurt sticks you know yeah, That's why like, I think I remember that, like, a buzz lightyear like go
2: gurt. I don't know why, but I think I remember that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there was something. like I I remember like there was fruit snacks. I feel like, like
2: that was gosh, a collector's cup actually, I had you know, for a long ass time of that of Toy Story 2. But I don't know what happened to it. And, so the, just and cups is one of those dark. things that just go away. Um, Wait, what?
0: Ah, just they glow in the dark. That was uh, that that com- completed the link for me because I wasn't sure about this, and now I'm absolutely sure it's because the go gurts glow in the dark like yeah. that does. Yeah, I think you're you're right. That's why I was like, why do I think I can eat this? Um, (laughs) Anyway.
1: It was the 90s, you can eat anything. Now,
0: in my mind, there's at least three more things we need
1: to talk about before we wrap it up. And if you guys have other things you want to talk about, of course, we can talk about that too. But we didn't talk about one of the standout sequences in this movie, at least in terms of... So, we said a few of the lines I always repeated growing up, but one that we didn't mention yet is, You're broken... (laughs) I don't want to play with you anymore.
3: <laughs> Which, uh, watching it now, I'm just like, wow, that camera
1: like movement they do when Woody's dropped, and it's like that bizarre. I don't know what the word for it is, but like that bizarre, like kind of like doll, not you know, like it's a biz, like a reverse dolly zoom on like Woody on, on Andy. what well, well,
2: that's that's what's kind of crazy about that scene is that. I, I always get shocked when I'm watching it that I forget that it's not a dream sequence until he says that fucking lie. like Where I'm like, oh damn, I f- no, Andy's already back. <laughs> where, where like, I forget that's a dream sequence and I think it, it was something I was going to bring up anyway but something I find funny about this film is that now a lot of people experience it today on the internet through memes that have barely any context related to the origins where like um that one part where where buzz is doing the like has his arm around woody i forget what he's saying
1: oh delicious schmoes like, uh- <laughs> <laughs> just- oh yeah, yeah
2: yeah 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 delicious schmoes like the meme that's based on that shot has nothing to even do with it but i don't even remember what the meme's about but there's but like even it's just see like we're just talking about everywhere Andy- wait what
0: it's like da 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 everywhere
2: yeah yeah it's like something like that and like um but even going back to like Andy saying, I don't want to play with you anymore, that's like one of my favorite memes <laughs> that at least kept the original context. Because <laughs> it's just funny saying, like, like, like a, a dumb <laughs> uh, thing I remember for was like, uh, Kendrick Lamar, like, dropped a new album and somebody who's very dumb on Twitter because Drake announced that like, he was dropping an album like a couple weeks after, I was like, I don't want to play with you anymore. They <laughs> Kendrick Lamar on Woody.
3: <laughs> Bye, <laughs> I just think it's crazy Woody. that,
2: like... <laughs> I just think it's fine that that, like, bit bad... Really does fit into a lot of people's minds of like how we go about trends, where we're constantly like jumping to the next thing as soon as like the thing we love <laughs> is like torn down and not as like fun to deal with anymore. And also, and just you, uh, you l- know, that, l- that scene's repurposed to go.
1: from the first one, right? Like it was meant to be like a nightmare yeah. about Buzz. Like I, I know that I have the DVD or the Blu Ray of it, and I know it's in the deleted scenes of the first movie. It's like we, yeah, it's literally the exact same sequence in storyboarding, other than like Buzz isn't a part of it in the actual film in this version.
2: Oh wow, it's like it was originally a scene in Toy Story One?
1: Yeah. No yeah, it was supposed to be a nightmare Woody Had yeah. about Buzz Replacement. Oh, sure, Actually I didn't it. know that. Yeah, and then they cool. just repurposed it for this one. Um and it works great here, so
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I I guess like another thing I wanted to bring up because I don't remember the like actual story of it, but like this movie almost got completely deleted, right?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of cra- this. Yeah. This movie had a crazy nine months production, so like,
2: <laughs> which is so crazy to know they made this in nine months. Like I think that's like for some reason shocking for a film like this in the year it came out. Yeah, which I don't it, know if that's normal for animation,
1: but no, cause it's I, just
2: weird to put a number on it.
1: It was made so the way I, I, I I'm going off of memory. I don't even have the Wikipedia page open, but if I remember right, the way it goes is initially it was scheduled for direct to video. Disney higher ups saw it was like oh awesome we'll put it in theaters add some scenes to it and that's when they started without john lasser on board started um you know looking at some stuff um from like toy story one like reintegrating that uh nightmare scene creating the buzz video game sequence to you know add time what i think is funny about this is that this movie is longer than toy story one uh and it feels about the same length in my opinion um, oh yeah
2: same way. Honestly it feels faster if it Than sh- the first one
1: Yeah Yeah it's like 10 minutes I longer like,
2: We're like We're like something I mean like Danny Den- and Mark are aware of this So sorry listeners For inside joke But like I never seen Shrek Until like uh, What was it Last year But you were in where, it Where What You're in the yeah, people's nah, Shrek. Shrek You're in
3: the people's
2: Shrek Yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Diane. laughs> Like I can't, like, like knowing the people's Joker thing happened breaks my heart because I honestly always thought about what if I just made a real Shrek movie. But anyway, (laughs) um, what was it? But yeah, like, rewatching Toy Story 2 yesterday made me realize, like, how much I feel like Shrek 2 borrows a lot of the tricks they had here in trying to make a sequel that doesn't, like, you know, destroy the foundation, but builds on it and, like, expands it. Because, like, I feel like Shrek 2 has a very similar, like, very quick, rapid-fire pacing that you can find here.
1: And it has a similar thing where they add a character that feels like it's been there all along with Puss and Jesse. You know?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. But two, Just, like, two good animation sequels, which I dig we don't we can't take for granted anymore.
1: Well, well Shrek 2's... I don't want to be, like, degrading Shrek 2, but, like, Toy Story 2's on another level to me. Toy Story 2 is, like, one of the greatest sequels, Period.
2: I feel like I need to watch Shrek 2 10 more times to okay. think it's on the same level. But I do think Shrek 2 is really good, though. I was uh, just shocked, because I didn't expect it to be better than first. But, sorry, I'll talk about that. Oh, it. that's mm-hmm.
1: fair. Um, One of my other things I want to mention, I just want to mention a quick joke, but then I want to talk about a big thing about the movie, which we haven't talked about yet. But the quick joke I want to mention, that was not funny to me as a kid, but now as an adult, it's hysterical. It's just, like, the pan over to all the, like... Airplane equipment right outside Of Andy's house. <laughs> like, to me, I, oh yeah, like,
0: that's another trick oh that I did not like, get at all until today. I'm I mean, glad you brought this, that up because,
2: watch. Oh sorry, Mark, what are you
0: saying? No, I was just agreeing with him. This is like, yeah, yeah. It didn't hit me until this last rewatch.
2: Yeah, like, like same here. Where Alona pointed it out when it when it shot up on screen, and I was just like, I never ever saw that until now. I just always <laughs> just assumed they walked back. I did not know they just stole See, a car.
1: I remember, <laughs> no, 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 no. I remembered it. But to me, it was never funny until now. And this time, it's like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> We're just, oh, yeah, and no, they also show like, the neighbors, like, being like, what the? <laughs> like,
2: why is this? Oh, yeah, the, na- the neighbor shaking his head, like, is so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but, but yeah, but no, I'm just shocked that I can't, I didn't even remember it. I just don't know if it's just like, because they, they sit on it for, they have a whole transition.
1: Right? Yeah, I'm
2: just shocked I didn't remember it.
1: The last thing I got to mention, at least on this movie, that I feel like is so important that we haven't talked about yet, is I think the original score for the first Toy Story is iconic. But I think this movie includes fantastic new themes for both Buzz and Woody. Like the Mm -hmm. do 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 That's not in the first movie at all. That's the Woody's Roundup music. And then I can't remember buzzes off top of my head, but it plays like a it plays in the opening. Is
2: it is it like the yeah that one
1: that one yeah neither of those are in the first movie and it's like wow they're like Randy Newman went off on this score because probably because they're like yeah you can't you giving you can write one song and you're not gonna sing it Sir. I do I do
2: think it's awesome that they do bring back you got a friend of me though yeah that song I mean that's classic song where was great it's used. Because uh, even just, like, you, you brought up great earlier, Danny, just, like, how that scene gives it the emotional depth of, like, justifying every using of it, where it makes, like, them using it in the whole, like... Uh, dance party. To br- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry to bring <laughs> up Shrek 2 again, but just another thing, Shrek 2 is like,
1: yeah, fuck it! <laughs> like, the thing about the dance party <laughs> <laughs> ending is how, like, it's such a prototypical dance party ending that none of the characters are actually dancing. They're just vibing with the music. Like, Buzz is just, like, snapping his fingers a bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uh, so dumb. Something with the themes. It's not something that I really picked up as of as a kid, I don't think. But now I think we love anytime any theme comes out like that. Like at the end of Nope. I'm not going to talk about the end of Nope too much, but like, you know, there's that part where the action is up and you're like, "Oh, just just give me the trumpets." Just give me that song, and then it plays, oh, yeah. and you're like,
2: yeah, oh I yeah, mean, <laughs> I mean, like now, like,
0: well, I compl- they just—it only needs a little bit, and they—and then you're like, yeah, oh yes, just, this is like it, a mean, great think, moment.
2: I do think that's a huge thing that's missing with a lot of scores today. I feel like it's just like you that, there's not really a thing like character themes anymore. Character I'm, themes are such think, a fun thing. Aside, uh,
1: no, no, no. I go on. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you, but go on, make your point.
2: Oh, yeah, no, but like, I was just, I mean, I was just really saying, like, I, I'm glad you brought up No, because that came to mind for me with like a uh, Buzz's theme, because it just makes the action on the screen hit harder knowing that they have like a piece of music that's devoted to this character's actions and them doing this type of good. Where I just yeah. can't help but think of like so many other movies today, especially blockbusters, if they had memorable music moments like this. Like, you, you can't even name one music theme like this. For an MCU film. And not to like go into okay, that rant. But I, like...
1: I was going to talk about that. Very briefly. Which is that I think... Giacchino's score for the Batman is a little under... A little overrated. But I think it is like the one movie... Recently of these superhero movies that knows when to blare that theme. So that's yeah. what makes everyone be like... Oh this is a great score. It's it's a it's a good score. It's not a great it's score. A but score. it actually it's knows not, how to blare the theme. So we love it. Yeah. Because of that.
2: I think, I think we're just excited that Batman has... A piece of music that's like that kind of intimidating backing him. Yeah. Where I think it uses it definitely smartly, and not that the Dark Knight misuses Hans Zimmer score at all. I think the score is like one of the more well, actually he the main theme the theme, is, Bane one, theme right? and the
1: Joker themes in those movies are so good.
2: Oh yeah, But like, yeah. those are great. But but like Batman himself, like his theme that is great. Where the only cool thing that I learned about it recently was that um, well I I maybe maybe I'm a fucking idiot, but I didn't know that it's built off of the nirvana song they use yeah Um, Yeah, i just can't i just i'm not like as much as as i love music i am barely musically literate so like i couldn't tell that at all
1: but the counterpoint which i've made multiple times before is that i like spider-man no way home a fair amount like as much as one can like an mc movie like that but the fact that it never triumphantly blares the danny elfman spider-man theme to me is like immediately like this cannot be, like, the best version of itself, period, just because it doesn't do that. Like, you can't not play that music that's used so well in those movies for if you're going to bring back this character. Like, it's, it's like... I mean, John Williams is obviously so talented, but, like, in general, but he knows also when to play, you know, like, the legacy themes in Star Wars when they bring him back for Star Wars. Yeah. Like,
3: <laughs>
2: um, not, not not to get, like, further off-topic, but, like, a moment that stands out to me inside like that, not doing Pixar, but we, we brought up earlier, Secession... Like, one of my favorite scenes in Secession is one of his quieter moments where, I mean, the theme song, it's, it's probably immediately a classic TV theme song. It's used so greatly. But my favorite use of it is the shot of Logan's helicopter landing at Shiv's wedding. And it's just a piano version of it, yeah. where to me, it really just introduces itself there as not just the show's theme, but Logan's theme. Like, it's a song that works incredibly to, like, show how mischievous logan's whole deal is but also how deep and dense it is where where like it's just it just really just like mirrors like what a complex character logan roy is which i think gets kind of like underrated due to the fact everyone around him is also like great and also more expressed because like logan's a character you can't really show too much of but anyway this nice session podcast sorry
1: (laughs) no it's okay and to get back to toy story and the themes briefly is what i think is particularly brilliant here and i might be wrong Maybe I'm misremembering, but I'm pretty sure the first time we hear the Woody's Roundup Gang act- song, like Woody's theme, actually used for Woody our character, is at the ending when he's chasing after jesse and you get the mm-hmm. the doo 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 and it's like, oh, it is Woody's finest hour because they're blaring that music. Great, mm-hmm. it's try like mm-hmm. that music does so much to establish the reality of that sequence in a way, like, because oh, it is so, like, even watching it, like, as a movie, I'm like, that's over top, like, the car, like, the toys are driving a car, but even now, it's like, <laughs> we're really gonna, like, slate, like, my dad does this thing that really annoys me, we're, we'll watch, like, Terminator 2, and he'll be like, yeah, right, like, that would happen, I'm like, dad, it's a giant, it's a killer robot, like, none of this is gonna happen in real life, calm down, but, like, that's, like, the one part of this movie, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is a bit much, but, like, the music does so much to sell it, where it's like, yeah, of course, Woody can do that. He's like channeling who like what he's based on. Like checks out. Yeah.
2: So something real quick that um I forgot to bring up, but like I, I was already talking about the car scene, like the traffic code scene. Like, I love coffee. that, but I also love the, like, scene of them driving the pizza car. Yeah. It, it, it makes me realize how much Pixar's on my wavelength mentally of just, like, <laughs> it's funny if you have someone that's not a human driving a car and making <laughs> something that's already very dangerous even more dangerous. Because Finding Dory, you can say what you want about it as a movie, but I think the fucking octopus driving a car in the that film is one of the funniest fucking things I've seen in my life because that we, that, that scene it has a shot where all the cops are ready to shoot at them, which is like
1: I just remember this. Like the movie Tunes, being like the ending's too over the top. I'm like, it's a movie about talking fish. Don't, don't pretend that the first movie wasn't <laughs> over the top.
2: <laughs> what do you want? Like, I'm like, like, we have like the fish is driving a
1: truck down. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: Like oh my god! Like I, where I just I can't remember if Pixar ever does that any other film of just like non humans driving a car, but I just love that. There's a movie where they Story have a two. fish
1: ride a bike. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> That's how Soul should have ended. They're just driving a car.
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just the the car humor in this movie.
0: It, it, in it, 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 it
2: destroys
3: me. <laughs>
0: Is that Julius, it like that's even your, just like watching even just leaves another, fall, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> that's like you're watching leaves fall as you're like watch, you're like sitting on the corner and you're like watching an animal like drive a car. <laughs> <to the street. gasps>
2: what I also think is uh, like I would die laughing. I would die what? laughing if I saw a dog driving a car or some shit. Where, where? Sorry, that anyway, <laughs>
1: No, I was gonna say one of the funniest lines of the movie, which never made me laugh as a kid, is the end of that <laughs> <laughs> sequence where I think it's just I think Rex just goes like, "We can't park here. It's a white zone." <laughs> <laughs> just it's so
3: good.
2: Genuine like, concern. <laughs> one, one, one small joke that had me Alona a lot of fucking die. That's also a card joke. Is I fuck. I hate not forgetting his name. Al. Like when Al says, "We're gonna be late to work," and his
1: job is just across <laughs> the
2: street. like I just love that I I follow a couple meme
1: accounts on Twitter (laughs) Such as like the one that goes uh, Why not Electra Monday On every Monday Or like Saturdays are made for dad's and dad's car But one I found recently was I can't believe I have to drive all the way to work on a Saturday (laughs) I see it every Saturday I'm like that's great
2: (laughs) Yeah like it's such a good bit Where like Oh my god (sighs) What a, what a picture <laughs> well i just i just can't remember the last time i could like really pinpoint jokes like this with a film like this it's it's just it's great because i to feel be, like there's a bit of not, advantage not that you've make, seen it not, so much
1: you know like yeah yeah
2: like like I, I have it has that nostalgia value but like i definitely feel like to go back to an overall pixar take like sorry, i feel like that's been kind of lost due to up being as huge it is and being like, you know, oh this is the film that made us all cry. Like animals despite, drive planes in that been, one. Which sorry go on animals. <laughs> <laughs> they do. But like um, <laughs> but no but like with um with up becoming the like oh it's the Pixar film you'll cry at despite we've been crying at his movies since the fucking beginning honestly. But like it's the one that's supposed to break your heart or whatever I feel like these films have been way more focused of recapturing that element of like, we need that heart crusher scene, which they have definitely have done well again since. Like, Coco has like, probably to me, the hardest me crying at one of these movies with the, him singing to his grandma then. Sorry for spoilers if you haven't seen Coco. We'll, we'll get into <laughs> Coco, doesn't? but the thing that's
1: interesting about Coco is, Coco is Coco is actually kind of similar to me in the sense where that scene makes, it makes me cry, but there's another scene that movie that makes me cry more that it's like, oh, this is just like, a conclusion moment of the arc that has nothing to do with like trying to actually make you cry. But go on. Yeah, Sorry.
2: which similar similar to what you said saying earlier with like Woody uh Woody's reprise of you got a friend of me. Yeah. Where I feel like it's just it just kind of sucks that I feel like Pixar while like it's smart, they're looking for like that we gotta stab him in the heart route now for movies. That I feel like they've focused way less on just a joke per second thing. Cause like just as you we talking earlier, like just way earlier we were talking about watching community I love comedies that are like, how many jokes can we throw into a scene? How how many, how, how, how many jokes can we throw in where you can't even notice them until you
1: stop laughing when you're watching it again? Where I Toy Story 2 just has that. I think Turning Red was a good step in that right direction of trying to capture that. Cause even though it does have those mm-hmm. sad bits, it's like, there was, I mean, I saw that movie in theaters. A packed audience, and like the entire audience was going like hysterical at so many points of that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, Tony. Like, that third act good, is so
2: funny. Good recent version of it. Like it's it's funny as shit. Like I think I think the whole thing. Sorry to talk about movie you're going to talk about in three years, but <laughs> it's fucking, years. it's okay. The, the 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 party, the party scene, like the whole think of, like, them having to be worried about a party is just funny to me. It's a great setup. I mean,
1: that movie has one of the best jokes in any fix Like, I can remember the exact line that keeps one of the greatest cuts in recent memory, which is, well, what's my mom gonna do, ground me? And <laughs> it just cuts <laughs> to
0: the giant Godzilla <laughs> <laughs> We We like to rate these movies to how would we how would we do this for someone who hasn't seen it somehow but we whoever they are <laughs> if you made it this far and haven't seen Toy Story 2 what what would you grade this film but like don't give it we we usually don't do like a number or a star grade uh pick an object or activity that you think describes this movie i'm going to start with uh i think this is like a large cake And it's got a lot of candles on it. And they're like the candles that are like firecracker-y things. So they're like fountains of things like that. And it's just a cake that's... It's like a multi-layered cake that's covered in those candles.
1: All right. I'm just going to be very simple that's one. I'm going to give it a lifetime supply of delicious hot (laughs) schmoes. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll cut out the pause. We'll wait. <laughs> you gotta come up with something. We're not gonna let you not give it anything.
2: <laughs> you don't post the episode if I can't come up <laughs> with we'll, we'll, we'll be on here all um, night. Sorry. We'll have, a, really, we'll have a sit really, an hour long file for my dad. I mean, like, fuck. I like the cake analogy a lot where I wish i thought about that.
0: <laughs> do you want to do you want to give it whatever it's like it's, what like, Mark it's said, like it's like but to, imagine i said it
2: it's like finding out like uh that the person you've always feared is actually like your dad and like now he's your cool dad that you can play catch with
0: all right so julius do you want to tell us you want people to follow you online or you got anything you want people to check out you kind of mentioned it already, but yeah, I just I, oh, yeah, say it yeah, again no. if you want. Like, I
2: mean, uh, if you want to check out my work, I do a lot of work for a bunch of websites where you could check out the TikToks by The Onion. They have this really funny video that I got to edit recently that I'm really happy about. Uh, it's about the first black man to use a whites-only glory hole where... Uh, you check- made that? Yeah, I edited that. It the All the photoshops were done by the incredible art team. But I was I got to be able to cut, cut all of that together under the very great direction of Ryan, who's like the video director there.
0: Cool. Yeah. I you had that you? recommended by a different person, I think. So. Oh cool, really? Cool, cool. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that came back to me another way. So that's cool. Like, like that, one yeah. of
2: one of the more fun parts of the job is knowing that people I like is checking out the shit. Like, uh, I literally was like smiling a whole day when I learned that Dan Harmon. Uh, literally screen recorded one of the TikToks I edited and posted it on his own page. Despite, I know Dan Harmon has his own issues as a person, but I love, I, I, I used to love Rick and Marty, so it was kind of cool to have that. But yeah, but check out Stuff with the Onion. I'm editing a lot of stuff for Lifehacker currently, where if you check out one of their videos, you might see some of my editing there. And follow me on hey Look, it's Juke on Instagram or if you want to hear some crazy movie or rap takes uh follow big adult men on twitter i'm always posting. well i'm actually not nah, i never post but i
1: was gonna uh, we usually <laughs> well not usually but sometimes the guesses uh pimp the letterbox but i feel like you not necessarily want to do that cause you i don't i, don't, I oh, mean other than your like, morbius the last review. thing i
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the last the last thing i did was give morbius five stars because why not Oh, I <laughs> know. I think. I mean. I, think I I think. I still gotta have a tough conversation with you, Danny, about Elvis. Because I think you might have liked Elvis.
1: Oh, I mean, Bro, I actually don't I'm, really have. I'm a actually
0: t- watching Elvis at today. I don't really actually. Anyways, my take on Elvis is I like the first half.
1: But then I had a piercing headache on the second half. I initially blamed on the film, but the next day I got diagnosed with COVID. So I just kind of figured, oh, maybe just give it another shot. When I, I didn't just suddenly have COVID in the back half. Yeah. But I never gave it another yeah, shot. Elvis
0: is bad, but can yeah, we but you can had to find the D- like top 10 X minutes.
1: Experience. Yeah, basically. <laughs>
3: <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry, what was that, Mike? No,
0: you're fine. I, <laughs> I, I like actually I talking, do have thoughts because I'm watching <laughs> no, it today, sorry. but I just <laughs> want to do the wrap up thing.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. <laughs> I'll be down to talk more after. Bonus
1: episode patreon-inclusive elvis Kidding, we don't yeah, have a Patreon.
2: if you want to uh, if you, if, if you want to follow me on letterboxd and check out all of my awful old reviews i wrote in college go for it i you deleted this civil one day, one. De- i will one day delete all those reviews so check them out before i have the time in my life to do that or you should have never deleted that
1: too what was it was it like four-star you <laughs> facing
2: spider-man too yeah, no, I, I had a lot of opinions that I was like, yeah, no, fuck it. <laughs> this is what I think. <laughs> That's why I don't use ratings anymore, because, like, a four-star, that would give Amazing Spider-Man is so different than a four-star for something else. But, yeah, Letterboxd, it's a poison.
0: What do we What do we do next time, Danny?
1: So next time... Mark and I will just be just the two of us for the first time in, like, a month, right? I don't know. We've had guests for a while. Yeah, probably. It's been a little Um, bit. And we'll be covering our first short in a while, which is For the Birds, which the director of it recently passed away. Oh, good. So that will be our next film uh, to talk about. So... We will see you next time, next week, with a short film about, we were talking about earlier, a short film about uh, killing, a short film about love, or whatever you called it, and next time is a short film about birds, so...
0: (laughs) Looking for the Ocean is produced by Mark Young and Danny Vincent. Our original artwork was done by Sarah Kanoff, and each episode is edited by me. If you'd like to be notified about new episodes, you can find us on Facebook
1: at Looking for the Ocean of Pixar Journey, on Twitter at Pixar Journey, on Instagram at Looking for the Ocean Pod, and on our website. Looking for the Com.
0: If you want to know what I'm up to or find me on social media, you can head over to markyoungperformer.com.
1: And if you'd like to see all my takes on all the movies, you can find me on Letterboxd at Blankmans. If you'd like to hear me on another podcast, I also have The Snub Club, a podcast about film history. We'll see you next
3: time.
0: See you next time.